Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Big Sills! Welcome to the National Football Show. Appreciate all. It is playoff week. How you feeling? How you feeling? These are some of the best weeks of football that you have all year when it comes to NFL. Wild card, divisional, and conference championship games are always the best. They are always the best. How you feeling about your respected teams? If I'm the Eagles, I am very interested in these games this weekend. And if I'm Eagle fans, I'm even more interested in these games because you're really not going to know who you're going to play until Monday night. The way it should play out, you play the Bucks at Lincoln Financial. You're going to play the Bucks. <laughs> oh, you're going to play the Bucks and Tom Brady in the divisional round. How are you feeling about that, good or bad? You're going to play Tom Brady. I don't think the Cowboys are going to beat the Buccaneers. I don't think they're going to. Absolutely not. Seattle's not winning that game. They are not winning. All of the division winners will win, which means you will play Tom Brady. Whoa, baby. Tom Brady. Tom Brady is going to be your opponent. Okay, we move on. We're going to talk about that game here in a minute. So it looks like, according to all sources of Big Sills, Howie Roseman is going to be the NFL Executive of the Year. How you feel about that? Howie's going to win Executive of the Year, validating that three-year contract extension that they gave him at the beginning of the season and in the offseason so that he can now have that little trophy on his, on his desk. Executive of the Year. Tell you what, you better win the Super Bowl now. Expectations on this football team, executive of the year, maybe coach of the year, owner of the year. Like I said the other day, man, okay? Like I said the other day, this is either going to be one of the most iconic moments in Eagle history or it's going to be a turd burger. Xander's like, I'm not the biggest Howie fan on the planet, but I think he earned this award this year. He did. I'll tell you why he earned the award, and I agree with you. I, I do think Howie deserved it, okay? Here, I've never seen more acquisitions pan out. I've never seen anything like that. Go back to your dream team. Remember when you guys started acquiring all those players? That thing was a train wreck. How many years did we watch what, 
Washington used to do by bringing all those veteran guys in was a train wreck. Raiders were notorious for doing all that, right? Every single guy just about outside of Robert Quinn. Okay. And Robert Quinn still has potential to make an impact if he's on the active roster. Okay. If he's on the active roster, he still has a shot to have some impact in the postseason. Remember something about Khalil Mack last year, or was it Khalil Mack? It was Von Miller. Von Miller didn't really have enormous impact until he got into the postseason. So Robert Quinn could be Von Miller this year. I'm not saying he will, but maybe. You did surrender a fourth-round pick for him. So it's, it's still out there potentially for him to make some kind of impact. But I will say this, man. How he hit on everybody. Hassan Reddick has been the act. Who do you think has been a bigger acquisition for the Eagles this year? AJ Brown or Hassan Reddick? AJ or Dude, you were last in sacks last year or something like that, right? What'd you have? 25? You got 70 this year. That's seven sacks. It was a train wreck a year ago. AJ, I agree. I think AJ was the acquisition, and I agree with you 100%. I think AJ, but boy, I'll tell you what, Hassan Reddick has had an absolutely spectacular year. He really has. Kudos to him. I think he's one of the top three guys for the Defensive Player of the Year. But boy, I'll tell you what, Hassan Reddick had a great year. He had an absolutely spectacular year. Congratulations. To the NFL PA's All-Pro, Philadelphia Eagle guys, Kelsey's on it, Lane Johnson's on it, Darius Slay. We'll go over the entire team a little bit later on. We're power-packed again. Um, the Players Association members get to vote on this. So this is a Players Award. I'm a little surprised at Aaron Donald being on there. But then again, you know, I mean, Donald only played 11 games. You know what's funny about that? So Aaron Donald could be an All-Pro, play 11 ball games. Jalen Hurts misses two games, and he's out of the running for the MVP. I think you've got to be standard across. I would never put Aaron Donald on that all-pro team because he missed ball games. I, I, I clearly would have put Javon Hardgrave. He had a better season by far than him. Hardgrave outplayed Aaron Donald this year. I don't think that's a debate. I have a question that I need help on, though. I want to transition into this. I got asked a question today by a radio station in Chicago about Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson this weekend versus the L.A. Chargers. And Doug's done a miraculous job. Can you help me answer this? If Doug Peterson... Had benched Carson Wentz sooner. Would Doug still be here? If he had benched Carson sooner, would Doug Peterson still be the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles? It's just a question. I mean, I don't, I don't know how much of a debate it is, but, but if he had benched him, did you see, too, the owner after he clinched the uh, division title? Jeffrey Lurie sent him a text message congratulating him, saying it's not a surprise. 
No, the relationship was fractured. What relationship? The GM head coach relationship? Probably so. Guess he would have gotten at least two more, two more wins. No, Howie wants all to say Doug wasn't with that. Um, I, I, I'm more, I'm more in the belief that I think the relationship was too fractured, and the owner had to step in. I think that's why the owner stepped in in New England between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, and he chose Belichick instead of Brady. And that's why Tom went to Tampa. Bob Kraft, he stuck with the head coach. So it's a little bit where the owner, you see, sometimes is needed to step in. I think Jeffrey Lurie picked Howie over Doug. As much as he respects Doug, is that fair? That the owner respects, I don't know, respects. The owner had a better feeling. Howie's going to be the executive. Watch this. I want to show you what the decision that Jeffrey Lurie had to make, how tough it was. So you got a, you got a general manager who's going to be the executive of the year. You got a head coach who could win the coach of the year. And both those guys, you had to step in between. This is almost like Jimmy Johnson kind of stuff. You had to step in between a coach of the year and the general manager of the year and pick one. I got to tell you, man, the owner really ha- must have had a tough decision to make here because both guys are very successful. I don't... I don't know if the owner of the Eagles picked wrong or right. Both these guys are great at what they do. Doug Peterson is the real deal. He is the real deal. Howie is a hell of a general manager, encompassing everything. The macro of being a GM. Look, is he a great personnel guy? I'm suspect on that. I don't think he is. I think he's okay. I think he's better in free agency than he is in the NFL draft. And and it's played itself out. He's a better professional evaluator of NFL talent than he is college talent, my opinion. But when it comes to the macro, he's he's a really good GM. He's a really good GM. But can you imagine being the owner? You had to pick between Doug... Dude, Doug has validated himself being in Philly with what he did today. You know, it was always this, that how he built the team, you know, was there really good players? How good was the coaching staff? How good was Doug as a head coach? Everyone had, you don't know what a coach is going to, look at Belichick, he bombed in Cleveland. No one had any idea, and he had to go there and clean up Urban Liars' mess. Doug's validated his legacy in Philadelphia with what he did this year. He validated it. Nobody could ever say this. Doug Peterson was a bad coach. Not true. Delivered a Super Bowl. Delivered a Super Bowl with a lot of controversy and adversary. What was in the locker room. All the things that were going, all those dynamics because of the quarterback. Doug did a hell of a job. The owner chose Howie, though. Would you rather choose the GM or the head coach? If I had to pick, okay, 
I'd rather have the coach than Howie Roseman. Here's why. If you don't have the right head coach, I don't care what kind of talent you have on the field. You're not going to win anything. How many times have we seen coaches win with lesser talent? We see it all the time. This team right here is run by the general manager almost exclusively. And I still think that's some of the issues on why certain things look the way they do and how they act. The head coach works for Howie. The elite head coaches in the league, the GM works with the head coach or works with them at least. Okay? And by the way, both are successful. Both are successful. And I'm not saying Howie hasn't validated his three-year contract. But if Howie has validated his three-year contract, Doug Peterson has validated his legacy in Philly with what he did in Jacksonville this year. He's complete. And in the process, he saved a franchise quarterback. He saved a franchise quarterback. I mean, Doug Peterson has done a hell of a job. And he put a coaching staff together. Put all those people that he had almost in Philly. And when he was up in Green Bay, brought them down to Jacksonville. And they've changed the entire dynamic down there. Hey, real quick. I know we'll get to that a little bit later. We'll talk about the games this weekend. Let's get over to the topics now. Jalen Hurts. Remember when I say this to you. Legacies are built in the postseason, not during the regular season. That's when legacies are built. Your legacy is not built on what you do during the regular season. You first have to prove you could play in this league. And a lot of these quarterbacks that are going into the postseason, and some of them for the first time, you're going to be gauged on what you do in these games. Aaron Rodgers, as great of a football player as he is, thank God he's won a Super Bowl. Okay? Thank God he's won a Super Bowl. Do you understand that this guy's been beaten by the likes of Jared Goff? I consider that was a playoff game against Detroit this past Sunday. He's been beaten by Jimmy Garoppolo. He's been, I mean, these are just like some of the people that he's been beaten by this year and in the postseason over the last recent memory. People look at Rodgers and go, bro, you can't beat guys like Brock Purdy in these dudes. Your legacy gets a little dented and a little stained. Look at Dak Prescott. What kind of, what kind of legacy do you think Dak Prescott has? What, do you, what, what, what is Dak Prescott's legacy? How do you see Dak going into this postseason? I think he's got the most to prove of any quarterback going into the postseason. Of all the quarterbacks, all 14 quarterbacks. By the way, we've ranked the playoff quarterbacks. We're going to do that next. We've ranked all the quarterbacks. What does Jalen have to do? To start his legacy, 
He hasn't had one yet. And the last playoff appearance was was not very good. What does he have to do? Because right now, I'm not paying that guy $45 million. You go right ahead and do it. I'm not going to have a conversation for the next three hours on $45 million. I'm not doing it. Because I don't care what he did. He's not the talent that you see with guys like Herbert and Lawrence and Burrow and Allen and those other guys. He's not. He's not those guys. He's a different dude. You see him through a different telescope than you do those other guys. By the way, the end of the day, when it comes out of when it comes out of the funnel, there's still 12 wins, 13 wins, 14 wins. That's got to count for something and I agree. I agree with you. That's got to count for something. What does Jalen have to do to start his legacy here? How far does he have to go to consider this a successful year? Is it a successful year right now? Sure, a lot of wins. But I've seen Dak do this. I've seen Dak Prescott win a lot of ball games. And at the end of the day, it didn't matter. Dak's won a lot of games. A lot of 12-win seasons since he's been the starting quarterback in Dallas. It's led to nothing. Dak had a great year last year. Great year statistically. What does he have to do? Dak's got to go to the NFC title game at least this year just to make people feel good about him. I think if Dak Prescott gets bounced, you've got to have serious conversations about whether or not he's the guy. And the reason you have that conversation is because of the money. And by the way, the only guy he seemingly has success against is the Eagles. He's 8-3 and three versus the Eagles. This guy had the only team he really has monster success against is Philly. He's like the Philly killer. Sills, if we win a playoff game, he did something Wentz never did. So then he's Donovan McNabb, right? Eagles finish as the number one pass rush here, number one pass defense in the NFL for the first time since 91, allowing 180 yards passing. So what? Look at the shitty quarterbacks you played. You think anybody was going to throw for 500 yards against you? Really? Who? And like I showed you, when you, every time you play against good quarterbacks, they eat you up. Everyone, everyone, I gave you the stats. For the last, since week 11, they ate you up. Bums ate you up. He's no Philly killer. Mask, he's eight and three versus the Eagles. How's that not killing him? Eight and three versus Philly. How can you deny that record? He's eight and three versus you. He owns you. Pink slip, slip it over to him. Dak owns the Eagles. That's a fact. He owns them. Okay? No, my only point was, I think you guys are missing the point here. The only team he has success against is Philly. 
And his postseason stinks. He stinks in the postseason. He can't do that in the playoffs. Neither can Jalen. Neither can Jalen. Neither can Jalen. And don't tell me he will, because that's potential. He hasn't done it, you mean. Okay? Jalen Hurts hasn't done shit for legacy yet. Nothing. Zero. This is the time when all of these guys are going to either make hay or not, or people are going to look at them in a different light. When you look at Patrick Mahomes, he's not gauged on the regular season anymore. He's gauged on what he's going to do in the postseason. Nobody looks at Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and talks about their regular season. They're now talking about the second season. You guys are still hanging your hat on Jalen in the regular season. Right now, that means shit. Means nothing. If the last couple of years, Aaron Rodgers has had Dents put in his legacy, Jalen has no legacy right now. Zero. Justin Herbert, zero. He's a better talent. Still, zero. Josh Allen, zero. Now, I told you this before about Allen. Josh Allen's in the first year of his big big contract now, $42, $43 million he's making. He's right on pace. The conference championship game will be at a neutral site most likely. So he's done his job. Legacy. I say, Jalen, for this guy to be, and I'll make this point to you. I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles will address his contract if he gets bounced in the divisional round against Brady. If that team gets bounced in the divisional round, all bets are off. They won't address it. They'll start talking about it as they get closer to training camp in July. Other than that, never address it. And Clutch will come to them. And they'll go like this. Now, 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 I do not think that they'll draft a quarterback in the first round, but I do think they'll draft a quarterback. And if Jalen gets bounced, I could see them drafting a quarterback. You know who I could see them drafting? Stenson Bennett for a backup. I think he'd be a great backup in Philly. Guy's one like that. He's 25 years old. You could plug and play him. I think he is a great backup quarterback. I'd love to have that guy on my roster. Draft him in the fourth round, fifth round, somewhere in there. I'm good with him. The Eagles are going to draft a quarterback because Minshew's leaving. And how he's going to want to pay his backup because he's got to pay, if he does address it, his, his big quarterback, he's got to pay him. You're going to want the guy on a rookie deal. And a fourth and fifth rounder costs you nothing, maybe a mil. Bennett won't be there at 10. I'm not drafting that guy in the first four rounds. You must have misunderstood me. I'm not drafting Stenson Bennett in the first round. I'm drafting him in the fourth or fifth round if he's there. I'm not, I'm not drafting that guy in my premium first three picks. My first three rounds, that's not going to happen. 
I need other parts of my team to try to get younger. They need to get younger in some places. Dak is another Tony Romo. That's a really great comparison. That's a really great comparison. I think if Tannehill can hit AJ, anybody can do it. Well, hey, AJ, though, you've got to admit, he's had career year this year. And he's had career numbers this year. Bennett's a sixth rounder? Probably. Probably something like that, four, five, six. I could totally see that. And, and you'll, you'll draft him. I'll tell you what, I'd rather have Stetson Bennett than Ian Book as my number three guy. You know, I'd rather have him than Ian Book. Who's Ian Book? What, because he went to Notre Dame? Cowboys, I hate to say it, but Philly has the advantage over my Cowboys in the playoffs or the Niners. They get 13 days of rest. That doesn't always necessarily mean and translate into wins. Andy Reid is an amazing coach after a bye. Okay? Sills, does Howie keep Sanders? No. Dan, please look at, please look and see one great team 49ers beat. What's the great team the Eagles beat? What's the difference between the Niners? I, I told you, I don't think there's any difference between both teams. I think the Niners have more talent. And, 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 and I heard Barrett saying that they have a guy to neutralize Nick Boza, not a 70%, you don't. Lane Johnson versus the best defensive player in the NFL? I disagree with that. 100% Nick Boza? 100% Nick Boza versus a guy who needs surgery in the offseason. You think that's a fair matchup? I don't. Common sense would tell you that's not a fair matchup. The linebacker, Fred Warner, is 10 times the player. Anything that the Eagles have. Your corners are better. The safety for them is really good. Seal, stop talking about what Jalen won't do and start talking about what he can do and the benefits if he is successful. Fair. Well, GT, if he wins the Super Bowl, it's a $50 million contract. There's no getting around it. There's no denying that. He wins the Super Bowl, all bets are off. Jalen Hurts wins the Super Bowl, he gets $50 million. GT, is that good? Okay. He'll be the only Philadelphia Eagle quarterback from start to finish to win a Super Bowl. In the history of the football team in the Super Bowl era, I don't know. Okay. All bets are off. He gets $50 million. Well, what if he wins a playoff game? A great question. I'll address it. But I wouldn't pay him and give him a contract extension. Not me. I'm not ready yet. Okay? You want Dak Prescott again? How do you know Jalen Hurts is not Dak Prescott? I don't know if he's going to be better than Dak Prescott or Kyler Murray. I don't know, and you don't know. That's why legacy, that's what I'm talking about here. I think there's a lot on the line here for this kid as he goes into the playoffs. He's not done anything. 
that warrants a contract of that magnitude. You really want to get into a Kyler Murray deal? You don't know he's not Kyler Murray. You have no idea. Wentz didn't win a playoff game. It's still you gave him the money. Didn't you learn your lesson? GT, that's a great take. Didn't you learn your lesson? Why don't you let him win something first? You gave the other guy a contract, and it panned out to be nothing. It was a turd burger. I mean, am, am, am I wrong? Listen, listen, all I'm here, I just said it to you guys in both sides of the argument. Jalen Hurts wins the Super Bowl. He's getting a $50 million contract extension. The Eagles can't get away from that. He wins a playoff game and they get bounced in the NFC championship game. That's still a pretty damn good ride, man. That's still a pretty good ride. I'd still have because I'd still have to talk about it. But Jalen right now has a good season, and that's it. No, home field, too. You got to add that to the conversation. You've got to add that to it. I completely agree. You've got to add that to the conversation. Okay? Home field advantage. You won the division title. It's playoffs two years in a row. I mean, you know. Hertz is legit. We'll find out. Again, that's theory. That's theory. I'll tell you what, against the Giants, he didn't look very good. Until he gets back to that form. And you know what's funny about that? After the Seattle game, Carson Wentz never looked the same. He never looked the same. After the Seattle game, he never looked the same. We'll find out. Sounds like one of those good problems, Joseph. We'll see. A lot of these quarter, I mean, look, I can't tell you how down I am on Dak Prescott. Dude, I like, I like the guy. I like the talent. But, bro, I hate the production in the postseason. He's just not good. Seals, does the Eagle coaching staff coach more aggressive than conservative in the playoffs? You are who you are, man. That goes into the next one here. Um, We're going to get to that here in a minute. It's a great question. I keep hearing people say, well, you know, Jonathan Gannon is going to have to be more aggressive. No, he's not. He's not going to be any more aggressive than he was the last two years in Philly. What would make you think he's all of a sudden... So you're going you're gonna to trust Jonathan Gannon to blitz Brady and put your guys on an island against Tom Brady and Mike Evans? Why in the world would you go out of who you are to play against that guy if it lines up that way? So you're going to blitz Brady. It's the remedy to being upset when you do that. I'd rather make Tom Brady go 15 plays because that team has made mistakes all year. Illegal procedure, offsides, holding. That's the fastest way for the Bucks to beat you. 
is to blitz Brady. Why would you blitz Brady? You wouldn't blitz Brady. You wouldn't. Make that team. I'm going to tell you how to beat the Eagles. I'm gonna, and, I, and I know people watch our show from other um, football teams, and I'm going to tell you how to beat the Eagles here in a minute. I would make Tom Brady and that offense and that football team go 15 plays against my defense if I'm Jonathan Gannon and Nick Sirianni. The Bucs have been a train wreck all year. It's why they're 8-9. They're going to make a mistake in between the 20, somewhere offsides, holding. Um, illegal procedure. It's happened all year. Play the trends. Blitzing Tom Brady in the playoffs, right? Like he won't read that and pick that up. That's how you get your ass beat. That's how you turn yourself into Marty Schottenheimer, 4-14 and in the postseason, is by overthinking this thing. Don't overcook it. The Eagles need to get healthy. Don't overcook it. You're not that talented as coaches. You're not that talented. Okay? Don't overcook it. Hey, you might be over you might be able to overcook it versus a guy like Brock Purdy. But you can't overcook it when you're playing against Brady, maybe even Dak. That's why those quarterbacks put up these high percentages because they try to overcook some shit against them guys. Andy Dalton was 88% against you. Be smart in this thing. See, I, I, I think the Philadelphia Eagle coaching staff, in my opinion, is the problem here. I don't have a problem with Jalen. I don't have a problem with anybody on that football team. That football team is very talented. They played, they played their asses off inside of a weak defensive scheme. They really did. 70 sacks is a testament to that. But every time you play against quarterbacks that are worth the shit, they crush you. I keep hearing people go, well, they finished number one in pass defense. Then why since week 11 has the average quarterback thrown for 73% against you? How's that possible? So when you look at those numbers, you see that? Boy, I sure don't. And the success of the quarterbacks has gone on for two and a half months. You can throw numbers at me all you want. I'll throw quarterbacks on what they actually did in a game against you. I'm going to blitz Brady. Okay. Yeah, because Jonathan Gann is spectacular as a blitzing defensive coordinator like Jim Johnson or Schwartz. Sure. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Looks like Cleveland now is interviewing Jim Schwartz. And from what I'm hearing, Jim Schwartz is going to be the new defensive coordinator in Cleveland. Andrew Barry was going to hire him, and he's going to be the new defensive coordinator in Cleveland. Mark my words when I said that. Yeah, Jim Schwartz is going to be the D coordinator in Cleveland as they revamp that coaching staff too. This is going to be an interesting postseason. Let me let me get to the rankings. I've ranked the postseason quarterbacks. As we get ready for the postseason this weekend, wild card weekend, divisional round, conference title, and of course the Super Bowl. I have ranked all 14 quarterbacks. 
I get asked to do a lot of these lists from you know, Yard Barker and all these other places, and I get a, I get asked like to to put these things all in order here. So let me start at fourteen. Obviously, two is not playing for the Miami Dolphins. So I got Skylar Thompson. I never heard of him. I have no idea who he is. I don't even know the school he played at. He's at number 14. I've got Geno Smith at 13. I want to see what Geno does in the postseason. I've got Dak Prescott 11th. Dak, you got to win, dude. 2023. Rents due. Okay? Rents due, dude. Hey, Dak, rents due. I am not going to pay you another freaking cent in 2023 regular season. If you go into this postseason and you look like you did against the Washington Commanders in the final game of the year, I can't have that, man. Number 10, the greatness of Kirk Cousins. Thank God that game's at 4.30 Eastern. <laughs> because if it was any later, man, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think Minnesota may get bounced by the Giants in that game. At nine, I got the, I got the greatness of Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy at nine. Oh, my God. Number eight, I got an asterisk here. I have no idea what Lamar Jackson's doing, so I'm putting him low here because I'm not sure he's starting. Could be Tyler Huntley. I don't. I have no idea. So I got an asterisk with Jackson at eight. So Skylar Thompson at 14, Geno at 13, Daniel at 12, Dak at 11, Cousins at 10, Purdy at nine, Jackson at eight, and I'm ranking the playoff quarterbacks. Number seven, what a great year Trevor Lawrence has had. A great-looking franchise quarterback. By the way, I got to ask the question, too. Chandler Hurts or Trevor Lawrence? Come on. <laughs> Are you kidding? Trevor Lawrence is uh, – he's – dude, that guy – He's the guy I thought he was going to be when he came out of Clemson, the number one overall pick. That guy is a spectacular talent. When you watch him play the last two and a half months, there's been a quarterback better playing than him. He's fast. He's good. Guy throws just dimes. What a great football player, man. (laughs) Jalen Hurts over Trevor Lawrence. I don't think so. Number six. Justin Herbert. Guy's got to win too, man. Hey, by the way, who do you think has the uh, quarterback advantage in that Chargers and Jacksonville game? Who has the advantage? Who has the advantage? The Chargers or the Jags? If you had a pick between Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence, who would you take? I think the Chargers are favored going into this game. I think it's a three-point favor. For the Chargers going into the Jags game. If you had to pick between who's got the quarterback advantage? Jags, Jags, Jags. Toss up. 
I think Mike Williams is playing. Jags. Wow. So the Jags, man, and I, I think a lot of Justin Herbert. I'm picking the Jags 26-17. Dank. Dank, I may be with you, man. I, I don't know. I mean, I'll say it one more time like I did yesterday. I, I think Brandon Staley loses that job. I think Sean Payton's the head coach of the Chargers. I think he takes the Charger job. Why would you want Arizona or Denver? You still got Peyton up there in um, um, Denver as a general manager. And in, Cle- in, in Arizona, you would get full autonomy because the GM's out. So Arizona kind of makes sense, maybe. Coaching will win that game. Xander says, give me the Jags. Whew. Man, Doug's on fire. Lawrence is on fire. We'll get to that game a little bit later. I Hey, you know... I really like Trevor Lawrence. Number five, the greatness of Jalen Hurts. Hurts is number five in the rankings of the quarterbacks going into the postseason. He's hurt. I don't know who I'm going to get. Am I going to get Batman or Robin? Not sure yet. I get Brady at four. Brady's always got to be in the top five. Sorry. I think there's a new rule for the national football show in Big Sills. Brady's got to be in every top five list when it comes to postseason football, or it's not really a list. You know what I mean? Brady, I don't care if Brady has 17, 17 interceptions and two touchdown passes. He's got to be in everything because of what his accomplishments are and who he is. I got Joe Burrow, number three. God, this was hard. I got Josh Allen, number two. Patrick Mahomes, one. Here is the rankings for the quarterbacks going into the 2022-2023 NFL postseason. Skylar Thompson at 14. Geno Smith at 13. Daniel Jones, 12. Dak, 11. Kirk Cousins, 10. Brock Purdy, 9. Jackson, 8. Trevor Lawrence, 7. Justin Herbert, 6. Jalen Hurts, 5. It's pretty high. Tom Brady, 4. Joe Burrow, 3. Josh Allen, 2. And Patrick Mahomes, 1. There's your list. Digital laughs at the reigning AFC champion, Joe Burrow, who's three and one in the postseason. Excuse me, what's Jalen's record? Hey, Digital Junkyard. And by the way, he did that in Shitsville, Cincinnati. The Bengals and their quarterback are three and one in the postseason. He's got to have the greatest postseason record in the history of the Bengals already. (laughs) He's three and one. Joe Burrow's three and one. This guy's got more wins than Wentz. This guy's got more wins than Wentz and Jalen Hurts combined. I do baby. Joey B. What a great quarterback. Joe Burrow should be second probably, but he might be in seven and one after this playoffs. I, hey, dude, I got a feeling the Bengals are going to, I don't know, man. I think the Bengals might take care of business this year too. 
Joe, Joe Burrow's got a lot of Tom Brady in him, man. It just looks like Tom Brady when Tom Brady was 25. It just looks that way. Dude, the NFL is really set up with really fine young quarterbacks. Look at these fine young quarterbacks. Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Brady, Herbert, Lawrence, Lamar Jackson. I mean, these are great quarterbacks, great young quarterbacks. Guys who throw the ball, man. Burrow's more athletic than Brady? That's pretty true. That's pretty true, man. Really true. Brady's not young. I didn't say Brady. I didn't say Brady. I said that he looks like a like a young Tom Brady the way he plays. That's how I Joe Burrow looks like Brady. Don't forget Dimes Jones. Actually, Dimes Jones has had a hell of a year. Maniac goes, you skipped Hurts. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't skip him. <laughs> That's not my kind of quarterback. You know that, maniac. Don't start trouble here. You know I don't go with dual threat unless he's Allen. Because Allen throws for 4,000 yards. You know that, dog. Hey, Sales, he did have 2,000 yard wide receivers this year. Uh, fair enough. That's fair enough. And could have had a tight end with a 1,000 yards. Yeah, man. And him not 4K. It's crazy. I mean, you have two wide receivers on your team. The rest of them, <laughs> there's really no wide receivers on that team but two dudes. The rest of them, you could put anybody there. Nobody. What, how many quick catches did Quez Watkins and Zach Pascal have combined? 20? Right? You said Lamar, too. Well, he has won a unanimous MVP, so I got to kind of put that in there. You know, he did lead the NFL in passing touchdowns. So I kind of had to put him there, you know, and he's 25. He's the same age as Hurts, I think, 24, 25. I think, actually, Lamar may be younger or as as old as uh, Jalen Hurts. He has won an MVP, you know, I mean. That kind of matters. And he did lead the NFL in touchdown passes. So I think, you know, you got to kind of put him in that conversation. Okay. You did accidentally say Brady in the young comment. No, no, no. I said, look at all the, oh, maybe I did. Congratulations. (laughs) All you do is troll. That's not true. I give you important intel. Like, let's do this. Bengals beat the Eagles beat the Bengals. Not happening. Not happening. With that great coaching staff of yours. <laughs> My wife's women's rugby team has a better coaching staff. Okay. <laughs> I feel more comfortable with my wife putting together a line out as a rugby coach than Nick Sirianni and his coaching staff. Going into the postseason, honest God. <laughs> hey, well, you know, Jonathan Gannon has to be aggressive. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, let me know when that happens. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let me know. All right, let's be fair here then. Help me out on this. What Eagle players 
have to perform well in the postseason to be part of the future. Which guys right now have to perform to secure jobs for next year? And remember something. You have 16 free agents. 16. Your football team will be completely different. See, you guys have a one-year one one-year window. One-year window. You don't have the 17 team was built for two years. This is built for one. How many years do you think this football hurts Slay? That's a great one on Slay. I agree. If Slay has a poor postseason, they could move on from him. I completely agree. I completely agree that they can move on from him. I think he just turned 32 or 33 in January. Sanders, I think he's gone already. Big Seal's about to say one hit wonder. Well, dude, it is only built for one year. Seal's what 4K plus quarterback and running back that ran for 1250 yards. Dual threat doesn't throw for 4K. Ever. Oh, except. No, no, nobody will ever do that. You're never going to see 4K and 1,200 yards rushing. Never in a billion years. Not sustainable. Remember, I keep telling you that. You're a clown. Suriani's 21 and 5. I know. So is George Seifert. Goes to Carolina and he sucked. Don't talk to me about records. Quarterbacks make records, not coaches. Look at look at Bill Belichick. How's he doing up in New England? How's that record up in New England? Was it four straight years now? No postseason wins? You know that the Patriots haven't won a postseason since they won the Super Bowl last? They don't have a postseason win since they won the Super Bowl last. That's four years ago. Don't talk to me about coaching records. You don't have the quarterback. You're Belichick in Cleveland. You're fired. Step into my office. How you doing? Talk to me about Nick Sirianni. No, he ain't. <laughs> Nick Sirianni. Yeah, hey. Matt Maggie was the coach of the year two years ago. Got blown out last year. Congratulations. Matt LaFleur won 39 games in three years. People question whether or not it's him or Rodgers. What do you think it is? What do you think it is? Okay. Sales, I meant what 4K plus QB had a running back that ran for 1,200 yards. I don't think Carr did. Did Carr throw for four grand? No, they benched him. Did Carr? Because it's got to be either Jacobs, Tannehill. Um, I don't think anybody did. I don't think anyone did this year. I don't think anyone had 4K. I don't, I don't think anyone did. Yeah, well, most people, they win games throwing the ball. They don't win games running the ball with their dual threat quarterback. <laughs> I mean... You run the ball into playoffs and we can run. True. Got to make plays on third down though in the air. Breeze through for 5,000, 
thousand three times he missed the playoffs every time. So you're trying to tell me that Jalen Hurts is better than Drew Brees? Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Here's how you beat the Eagles. How do you think you beat Philly? Two things, simple. And I'm, and I'm putting it out there now because I know the Cowboys, the Niners, John Lynch is a great, great friend, the Chargers, Duke Tobin's a dear friend in Cincinnati. Ken Dorsey watches the show. Hey, how about Big Sills? Throwing you a little love about two months ago that Ken Dorsey's going to interview for the Panther job. He's interviewing this week for the Carolina Panther job. So is Frank Reich, by the way. I think Frank interviews Thursday for the current opening with the Carolina Panthers. Two ways to beat the Eagles. How do you think that is? What do you think? Defense and running the ball. You don't have to say it out loud, Sills. (laughs) Stop Jalen Hurts. You see the giant backups? They played their asses off. Here's how you beat them. It's simple. You got to own the line of scrimmage, which they haven't the last month. They've owned it defensively, but they still get run on. The giant JV team ran for 135 yards on them. So they're not really effective. They're better. They're not great at stopping the run. If I had to give them a grade for stopping the run, C. They're average. Their average is stopping the run. Okay? Their premier and elite on getting to the quarterback. Here's how you beat Philly, though. Win the clock. Win the clock. Own the line of scrimmages or own one side of the line of scrimmage. Philly beats you by owning both sides of the line of scrimmage. If they do that, they win. If they don't, they lose. Washington... Won the time of possession, the turnover battle, and they won the line of scrimmage offensively. They didn't really have gaudy numbers, but they owned the clock. If you, if this is how, see, and this is why I don't think Dallas can beat Philly. I don't think they can own either line of scrimmage. I don't. I think Dallas's whole line is good. I think Zach Martin made the Pro Bowl under the All-Pro team. I think he's really good. But I don't think that Cowboy O-line can – I don't think they can beat the Eagle D-line. And I think the Eagle D-line can beat the Cowboy O-line and vice versa. I think the offensive line of the Eagles can beat the Cowboy D-line. So that matchup for Dallas, Philadelphia is not a good matchup, especially with Jalen getting out in the perimeter. That The Cowboys, that would be an awful matchup for them at Philly, too. Okay? Now, the matchup that they could win because Via Veda's back, their linebacker's back, the Bucks got their center back, that game would be closer because what would Gannon do? Remember something. It's not so much about Byron Leftwich being the offensive coordinator. It's Brady. He's a built-in offensive coordinator. And to me, if I were Jonathan Gannon, I'd play the same way that I did a year ago. You got better players. 
And the Bucs have not had a consistent year any game, any game. Even in that Carolina game when they won the NFC South, they had to do it in the second half. I haven't seen four quarters of Buccaneer football this year where I went like this. That was a hell of a game. I haven't seen four quarters. They've played, they've played sporadically. They played sporadically. One quarter here, two quarters, fourth quarter. That's why their record's eight and nine. That's why it's eight and nine. And, and, and Xander's right. Brady's laughing at Jonathan Gannon's scheme and watching him on film. For sure. The problem is not Brady. It's the rest of the guys around them. They've made mistakes all year long. All year long, they've made mistakes. Okay? You're not going to get into that kind of game, though, with 49erville. The Niners are, the Niners are prepared to win the same way because you know what that's going to be? That is going to be Ali Frazier. That's going to be... I mean, Jonathan Silva, um, that's going to be something like that versus John Jones. It's going to be iconic because you got two football teams that mirror one another. They dominate both lines of the scrimmage. That's going to, if it gets there, you're going to need two mouthpieces just to watch that football game because they do a lot alike. And I would probably say that the Eagles because of Purdy and Jalen, depending on Jalen's health. That's going to, we're going to know more about Jalen Hurts when Jalen takes the field in the divisional round on if they're going to go to the Super Bowl or not. You can't win the Super Bowl if Jalen Hurts is not healthy and Lane doesn't play. You're not winning it. You'll be beat. You could be beat in the divisional round. You need those two guys because you're not the same football team. You're not the same team. If you don't have Lane in the game or he can't finish the game, you're not blocking Nick Bosa. You're not blocking that 49er defense. You're not. Remember something how we're talking here. And I know some of you keep doing this. Sales hater. Are you kidding me? I'm talking about you being in the NFC title game. I'm not talking about you getting beat in week three of the NFL here, you're in the NFC title game, potentially. That's what we're doing here. You have checked 17 boxes. You know what I would say about the Eagles season this year? If I had to look at everything, there is no team, including the Bengals, including the 49ers, um, including the Chiefs even, that had a better 17 weeks than the Philadelphia Eagles, even in their losses, even with some of their guys being out. No, you know what? I'll take 16 weeks because I think that giant game sucked. Couldn't close out the JV team. That was your worst effort of the year. You played down to your competition and it showed because your starters had to play 60 minutes. That was the first time all year that the Eagles played down to their competition. The Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals, they probably played between and 49ers, 11 to 12, maybe possibly 13 weeks of good ball. 
I say the Eagles played 16 really good weeks of football. Even in some of those losses. I mean, they were what the Eagles are never going to get blown out. They're never going to get blown out. Some of these other teams could because they have deficiencies. Can't run the ball, have a trouble. Look at Dallas. How many people think, watch this. You did, Chris. You came to play every week except for the final week. I had a problem with the final week. But for all the teams in the NFL, the team that came to play and came to work and came to fight every week was the Eagles. There is no getting around that. That's a fact. That's a fact. They came to work every week, pretty much. But watch this. Can you see Dallas getting blown out? Boy, I can. Team runs the ball. They win the time of possession. Team beats them 24-7. Didn't I just watch Washington do that? I could see Dallas getting killed like that. I can't see a 24-7. Like, even the Buccaneer team. That would have to be a high shootout for the Bucs to beat the Eagles. Like, 33-31 kind of shit. The Bucs are going to have to outscore Philly. Teams are going to have to outscore them. Okay. But teams that establish the run, like San Francisco can. I mean, San Francisco's the team to keep an eyeball on. And you want to know something too? And I say this with, with, with respect to the Giants. The Giants are trying to be the Eagles and the Niners. They're trying to resemble those two teams. And the Giants are like the 19 or the 2021 Eagles. Right before, you know, you guys got all those players. They're going to add a lot of players. I think they're going to keep Daniel Jones too, by the way. Okay, I do. I think they're going to keep him. Um, I don't think they're going to – yeah, I, of all the teams, of all the teams, there's no question. There's no question Philly showed up every week. I want to hit on the all-pro team. Um, the best quarterbacks in the NFL today, who are they? What rank? Playoff games this weekend. Um, also, I, I, I want to hit on, I want to hit on Howie Roseman. Looks like Howie's going to win the executive of the year. And it looks like he's going to be that guy. And he's getting a lot of accolades for for what he did. What was his best move this past offseason to put this team in a position to have home field advantage? What is what is the best move that he's made? I got an idea. I want to hear your ideas. Please do me a favor. Hit the like button. Hour number two. Keep it here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win. 
go to ocean. Hi, I'm Jim Muehlbronner, Managing Partner at DelVal Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number. Go Birds! Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. much we're gonna head on the all pro team the best quarterbacks in the national football re- league i got the top 10 also playoff games this weekend we'll take your thoughts please hit the like button thank you so much for coming aboard how about what has happened in detroit brad holmes the general manager of the lions came out this morning and said that jared golf's our guy He has proven to us that he's a franchise quarterback. He's proven to us he's everything we want in what a quarterback is and how to build this team around, put components around. Kudos to him. Kudos to him. And by the way, Jared Goff, how many people think that uh, Jalen Hurts 
it's a better quarterback than Jared Goff. How many people take Hurts over Goff? Just, just curious on how you see Jared Goff. Hurts is better, way better. No, he's not. He's not way better than Goff. What has Jalen Hurts proven? This guy's won an NFC championship. Turned the Lions around. What are you talking about? What has he done more than Goff? What has he done? There's no answer. It's not close. Next year, you get a full Jamison Williams, too. Got that running back in that old line. Let's see. Did you, you think Jalen had a better year than him? Where? Let's see. Jared Goff. Stats. We'll just take a look at we'll just take a look at what he did this year and turned the Lions around. You guys said he had a better year, right? Let's let's test that. Oh, golf's 28. Let's see here. Threw for 4,400 yards. That's not close. Threw for 30. Touchdowns, that's not really close. Had seven interceptions with more attempts. I don't know. And he was 65%. Where do you say that Jalen's better? Oh, I know why. Because Jalen can run the ball. Can't throw. He can't out-throw golf. He can't out-throw golf. That's a fact. Shit, how many years has golf thrown for four grand? Huh. 4688 4638 4438 4105 and he's won an NFC championship excuse me what has Jalen done that supersedes what golf has accomplished and by the way what is Jalen so Golf's four years older than the guy. Pretty accomplished guy for 28. He flies under the radar, doesn't he? Golf is terrible. What's Jalen then? This guy's actually won playoff games. This guy's actually put a team in the Super Bowl. This guy's actually turned a franchise around. What has Jalen done? What is the most... How about this? Let me ask you guys... This guy goes, I sound dumb. Okay, give me Jalen's biggest accomplishment. Because we're comparing it only to golf and no one else. What is Hertz's biggest? And by the way, didn't they go to the Super Bowl in his second year? Or was that the third year they went to the Super Bowl? Shit, if you want to even go there. Here's his second year. Here's his third year in the league. Jalen's third year, right? 4688, 32 touchdowns, and a Super Bowl appearance. And they were 13 and 3. 
Oh, almost the same record. What's what? What has Jalen Hurts accomplished? How about if you want to use golf's first three years? What's he accomplished? That golf didn't. Stats? No, he was thirteen and three too, like your boy. What has he done more than Jared Goff? No, 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 Mighty. Jared Goff has won playoff games and took in a team to a Super Bowl and turned the Detroit Lions around. What has Jalen done? Okay, Otto, what answered the question? What has Jalen Hurts accomplished that is better than what golf has accomplished? I did. He had the greatness of Jeff Fisher. And actually, his first year, he was 0-7 under Jeff Fisher. His second year, he was 11-4. I don't know. His second year, he was 11-4. His third year, he was 13-3. What's Jalen done? What is Jalen done that Jared Goff didn't do in his first three years? What? Jared Goff is the number one overall pick. So is Baker Mayfield. Wait a minute. Okay, Philiopolis. Call me a troll. What has your boy done that has been better? You can't go his career because that's a joke. Golf is actually, he's underrated. Oh, and the argument between him and Wentz has been, this is another reason why I'm telling you finding a starting quarterback in this league is hard. You keep calling Jared Golf trash. Your guy has one dick. Nothing. And you trashed this guy. And you've won nothing yet. Nothing. There's nothing Jalen Hurts has accomplished. That is a greater accomplishment than what he's accomplished, even in his first three years. Nothing. Zero. This guy won two division titles, too, in his first three years. Won an NFC championship. Let alone put the numbers he put up. <laughs> Look at Villiopolis. He can't take the truth. <clears throat> Golf has less friends in the locker room. Where'd you get that from? Where'd you make that up from? What context is lost here? What are you talking? I didn't use his career. I used the first three years. And remember, they took that shitbox show over from Jeff Fisher, who ruined quarterbacks from Vince Young to Jared Goff. Shit, didn't didn't Jeff Fisher actually have uh, Nick Foles? No, it was at Case Keenum and somebody else in, uh, in St. Louis. Didn't he have all those guys? And he fired them all. 
Worst talent evaluator in the history of the quarterback position is Jeff Fisher. Terrible coach. That was more about McVay. Uh, Well, what happened to McVay this year? What happened to all that? (laughs) Matthew Stafford, Hall of Famer, whatever. (laughs) I can't count. Golf's Jeff Fisher year. Fisher ruins. Jeff Fisher destroyed Vince Young. Do you know Vince Young was 31 and 14 as a starting quarterback in Tennessee? He was the rookie of the year. I thought Vince was going to be on his way. You know what he needed? He needed a little more leadership from the coach to tell him, no, yes, go here. Because that's what Mac Jones or that's what Mac Brown did in Austin with him. And they had more of a freelance-style offense like they have in Philly for Jalen. And you know what Fisher tried to do? He put, he put Vince Young in a box and said, play out of the phone booth. Vince Young and guys like that and Jalen and Kyler Murray, they can't play in phone booths. They need the entire field to operate because they're dual-threat guys. Dual-threat guys can't be put in boxes. They have to have the entire field for them to operate and win games. Jalen's not going to be in a phone booth and win you a ball game. See how pathetic he looked against the Giants? He needs the entire field to win. You can't win in a phone booth. Not with dual threat guys. I think he destroyed Vince Young and his mentality, and he was never the same after the first couple years in Tennessee. Vince should have been an all-pro quarterback every year. I think he had great talent. And I think he looks in the mirror every day of his life regretting all some of the stupid shit he did. Dude, he was a great ball player. He's a great ball player. And it shouldn't have ended like that. He gets to Philly, and all these coaches tried to put the guy in a phone booth. You got to put seven plays on a piece of paper and go to Vince. Go do it. He's that gifted. That's what they do in Baltimore. That's what they do in Philly. Here's the game plan for Jalen. Like I've told you guys, you think that's a designed run on third down when the play breaks down? That's Jalen's own comprehension comprehension of the play breaking down. He makes the he becomes the offensive coordinator every play. Do I run? Do I not? Do I stay in the pocket? Do I throw it away? He's the OC. You got to do the same thing with Vince Young. You start putting these guys in boxes, they'll fail miserably. That's why most of the black quarterbacks that were coming out of college in the 70s and 80s never made it because you had stubborn offensive coordinators and head coaches who wouldn't diversify their – that's why you see all these young OCs now. They tailor-make these offenses to skill sets. Dude, I mean, honestly, all of a sudden now we're seeing a ton of black quarterbacks come into the NFL, and everyone is succeeding. Why do you think that is? It's just just happening? No. The guys in the NFL opened their minds finally. They finally opened their minds. You got guys who are more willing to open their minds up. How does Charlie Ward not play? He lost one game in three years at FSU. 
Oh, he wanted to play who for the Knicks. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Come on, man. You're going to see more... Do- you're going to see more dual threat guys come into the league now because you know why? That's the college game. The college game is dual threat because not every college has the DNO lines like Georgia. Georgia beats you because you know why? Stenson Bennett, give me a break. If Stenson Bennett is on Indiana, he still sucks. Stenson Bennett with that line and the D line at Georgia. The guy's going to win every game he's in. Every game he's in. Okay? Guy like Tommy Frazier. Won all them ball games. And then you know what you do? You give shitheads like Tim Tebow an opportunity. I shouldn't say that. Tim's a good dude. I like the guy. Actually. But I mean, Tebow should have been a different player or different position. You should have asked him to play a different position. You know what sucked? Instead of asking Lamar Jackson to play a different position, you should have been asking Tebow. They didn't want to go there. You'd rather ask, you'd rather ask T- Lamar Jackson, who's an MVP. Three years later, he was the MVP of the league. Boy, how's that look for you? That's not a good look, Tom Telesco, and I love you. Stetson Bennett's near 40. I know, dude's 25 years old playing in the game like that. I mean, that's got to, that's crazy, right? That's crazy. <laughs> look, 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 look at, look at, now they're bringing in, well, Jared Goff has accomplished more than, than Josh Allen. I'm not talking about Josh Allen. I'm talking about Jalen Hurts. Your MVP. Your MVP hasn't done anything remotely close to the accomplishments of Jared Goff. Nothing. Zero. So before you start calling Jared Goff trash, you might want to have some, like, conversation about yourself and what your guys accomplished. Do you know what your guy accomplished? He got the main chair at the head table for the playoffs this year. That's it. That's it. He's got the head chair at the table. Nothing more, none less. There's nothing else. Okay? Nothing else. Look at it, Brandon. Golf's 3-3 three and three in the playoffs. And Jalen's an ass-beating 0-1. And one of those games is an NFC championship. Don't forget that context. And they lost 14-7 to the Patriots. <laughs> this is great. I can't believe it. Jerry Goff has done more than your boy. Mm. No, he doesn't. Jerry Goff's got more touchdowns than... Um, Then Jalen Hurts. Uh, (laughs) Wait a minute. You love me, but what's ridiculous? What is ridiculous? Tell me. Tell me what's ridiculous. LAC215, tell me what's ridiculous what I just said. What is ridiculous? Name me one thing that I said that's not true about Jared Goff in his first three years in the NFL. 
one thing. One thing. And he outthrew him this year. One thing I said wrong. Golf is not trash. He's a top. Is he a top five? No. But he is not trash. I'd say golf is better than Kirk Cousins and probably Dak. Amen. Tone, he's better than Dak. Golf's better than Dak. If how about this one? If Jared Golf was in Dallas, they'd go to the Super Bowl. If I were Dallas, I might trade Dak to Detroit for Jared Goff. He's making less than 40. He's better. He's better than he's better than Dak. Jared Goff is better than Dak Prescott. He's surely more accomplished. And I would think Dak is the same age as him, 28. Okay, well, who's had a – how old is Dak Prescott? I got to find that out. Who's had a better career, Dak Prescott or Jared Goff? Who's had a better career? How old is Dak Prescott? He's he's still older. He's 29. They've been in the league pretty much the same. Who's had a better career, Dak or golf? Who's had a better career? Jared Goff's had a better career. Dak Prescott's 29 years old. Dak's had a better career. Dude, legacies are built in the postseason. That's where legacies are built. Same draft class. Jared Goff's had a better career than Dak Prescott. It's not, it's actually not close. It's actually not close. Don't for a bunch of 4,000 yard passing years. Um, been to an NFC title game. He's got more victories. Jared Goff has more victories than Tony Romo and Dak Prescott combined. (laughs) Hey, can you imagine that? The guy in Detroit has more playoff wins than two quarterbacks combined. Well, then again, your last two starters, unless you count Nate Sudfeld or whatever the guy's name was. What's his name? Who's the guy that you put in there that's stiff against the Giants? Who was that stiff you had at the end of Doug Peterson's run? Unless you count that guy. Jared Goff's got more victories in the postseason than Hurts and Wentz combined. It's pretty amazing, actually. Dude, that's what I'm telling you, man. Finding these franchise quarterbacks is not as easy as you think. You think that they're so easy. It's so easy for you to sit here and talk high about Jalen, who hasn't done a thing yet, except get the main chair at the dinner table for the postseason. That's a big deal. I won't dismiss that. But at the end of the day, your legacies are built in the postseason. 
Nick Foles will never have to buy a beer in Philadelphia ever again. That guy has a built-in legacy for the rest of his life. Carson Wentz has a legacy of what could have been. Donovan McNabb's legacy in Philadelphia is what could have been. Randall, too. What could have been if McNabb wasn't so petty? If he was a better teammate and a better leader? All the intangibles that Jalen has. You know what's funny? Jalen Hurts, to me, looks like he has Donovan McNabb ability and better leadership than Wentz ever had. Okay? I mean, he has got... I mean, the ability Wentz has and McNabb, Jalen's the better leader by far than them two guys. McNabb was petty. Kept blaming T.O. for the, the media, too, chose to blame T.O. T.O. was the better player. Blame McNabb. McNabb will never win shit in his life. He wasn't ever going to. He was never going to win. Andy Reid pulled him along. Here's the difference between Andy Reid today and how he deals with his quarterback compared to what he did in Philly. He had to pull McNabb along. In Kansas City, he's got to pull Mahomes off the ledge. That's the difference in style. And Mahomes is more accessible to listening. He has to rein in Mahomes, he had to push McNabb to greatness. And he never got there because he never had that intangible to be the best. I know you won't hear that a lot, but that's my assessment of him. And I don't know him from a can of paint. That's my assessment of Donovan McNabb. Guy was too petty. Tom Brady had a murderer on his team. Tom Brady had Antonio Brown on his team. And he made it work with a murderer and with Antonio Brown. He won Super Bowls with a murderer and Antonio Brown. And McNabb couldn't figure out T.O. That's on him. That is totally on him. Totally on McNabb. That's why Jalen... Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Has the locker room. <clears throat> that entire locker room in Philly, they play for the guy. Has Hurts been missed over the last couple weeks? Absolutely. So is Lane. So is Lane. Jalen Hurts has a great opportunity this postseason to do things in Philadelphia no starting quarterback has ever done. And that's when a Super Bowl. Foles is not a starting quarterback. Foles was a substitute teacher. 
He was the substitute teacher in 17. You've never had a starting quarterback lead your franchise to a Super Bowl victory. You had a two-headed monster in 17. As much as you don't want to give Wentz credit, Wentz is part of that. He was part of that dynamic that won that Super Bowl that year. Won a ton of games that year. Was the leader at the gate when he went down at the MVP award. I don't give a shit what you say, TK, about Foles. He was a substitute teacher. He was Jeff Hostedler. He was like that. He was like Earl Morrill. One of them dudes. Chris says, T.O. was amazing, but a team wrecker. Where did you get that from? Why, because he talked a lot of shit like these guys today? How does T.O. become a team wrecker when he is in the Hall of Fame with all those numbers and he's second in receptions? Okay? Doubt the Eagles. Doubting God. Stop hating the Lord. Makes zero sense. Um, and you know what's funny? Every time people go, T.O. wreck teams. Well, let me see. Who? Jeff Garcia? He's a bum. Timber Tay? He's a bum. Okay? That guy, uh, Giovanni Carmazzi? A bum. Jim Drunkenmiller? A bum. He liked Romo. He didn't have a problem with Romo. Some of those guys were bums. Wentz clearly would have won the MVP that year. Bone, I I can't I I I love I love what the Eagles have done this year. Pretty remarkable. Like I said, it's either going to be a third burger or the biggest disappointment in franchise in the Super Bowl era. It'll be the biggest third burger of all time. I'm leaning that they get to the game. I made a prediction. Bills and Eagles, Super Bowl. I, did, I, I said that seven months ago. Say what you want about Romo. He knew how to deal with Owens. He sure did. And say what you will about Romo, too. He completely overachieved as a player. He was undrafted. And he owns every Cowboy record there is. And now he's, like, on the main... CBS cast with Jim Nance. Tony Romo has overachieved in his career. He's overachieved. He was not drafted. They kept him on the practice squad for two years until finally he got better. Parcells should get a lot of credit for this. Parcells was the guy that developed him along with Sean Payton. Sean Payton and Bill Parcells developed Tony Romo. They took an undrafted player and won ball games with him. Albeit he wasn't a postseason guy, and I've said that to you, but dude, Tony Romo, there's he was never drafted in the NFL. Agreed. Sure, Romo didn't win at all, but his career is success, all things considered. Absolutely undrafted. Are you kidding me, man? Hey, by the way, could someone tell me, where was Jason Kelsey drafted? Where was Jason Kelsey drafted? Is he a first-round guy? Was he a first-rounder? 
Who, what round did Kelsey go in? That guy is a special football player. I wouldn't be shocked. Look at, so Kelsey was a sixth or seventh round. Do you know how unbelievable that is to see a Hall of Fame guy going rounds like sixth round? The guy, Larry Allen, went in the 12th round. That is unbelievable that Jason Kelsey's a sixth round center. Centers don't go to the Hall of Fame. There's so few centers in the Hall of Fame. You can name them on a hand. He's going to be a first ballot. I actually think it's pretty remarkable that Jason Kelsey and his brother are on the all-pro team. That's insane. Kudos to them. Kudos to Andy. Did Andy Reid draft both these guys? Hey, tell me this. Did Andy Reid draft both these Kelsey, Kelsey guys? Did he draft Jason Kelsey in Philly? And did he draft Travis Kelsey in Kansas City? Shit. Kudos to Andy, man. He must have known something's up. It's pretty remarkable. I I, I mean, that is... Andy Reid drafted two Hall of Fame football players. Here is the All-Pro team. No debates on Mahomes. Josh Jacobs. This is the NFL PA. All pro team. By the way, this is the inaugural one, and guys get paid on this. Um, Josh Jacobs, Pro Bowl running back. Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson. Devontae Adams should have been the wide receiver over Tyreek Hill. Really? I don't think so. I I, I would have I would have voted Tyreek Hill and Justin Jefferson. Okay, I, I, I would have. Trent Williams, best tackle in the game. Left tackle. Batano from Cleveland, the right, the left guard. Kelsey from the Eagles center. Dude, 12th, 13th year. This guy's all pro. That's incredible. Awesome year. Zach Martin, I think this is his ninth. Right guard, Dallas, and Lane Johnson. Hall of Famer. Lane's going to the Hall of Fame, too. You got... The Eagles have two Hall of Fame offensive linemen. That's incredible. Defense, Nick Boza and Miles Garrett. <clears throat> What's the one thing you notice out here on the defense? You don't see Michael Parsons on it. Yeah, Boza and Miles Garrett. Interior tackles, Chris Jones and Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, I mean, that's a gift. I didn't see it. Dexter Lawrence from the Giants is the nose. Fred Warner from the Niners. Roquan Smith, who's now the highest paid linebacker in the history of the league. Patrick Sertain. This is who Jerry wanted. And now he's all pro. Patrick Sertain. Who would you rather have? A lockdown corner like Patrick Sertain or Michael Parsons? Who would you rather have? Who would you rather have? Micah Parsons or Patrick Sertain? Patrick Sertain plays on a pretty good Bronco team. That Bronco defense, 
is in the top three. I, it could be it could be two to the Niners. Not me. I wouldn't want Parsons at all. He shows up sometimes. This guy Sertain plays all the time. He's an all-pro player, man. I think Michael Parsons, I think he's fool's gold. Dude, when's the last time he had a sack? I didn't see it. I haven't seen it, too. His defense sucks compared to some of the other elite defenses. You People keep telling me Dallas has an elite defense. Where? It's a gambling defense. The only reason that Dallas has a pretty good defense is because of Dan Quinn. That'll go away when Dan gets a job. If Dan gets a head coaching job, that'll go away. They'll be back to the, to the Mike Nolan Cowboy defenses. You watch. They can't stop the run. That's tough, but I'm certain the second fan. Give me the DB. Tone, think about this. Lockdown corners. Look at what the Eagles did this year. They led the NFL in sacks by committee. There was no Nick Boza or Michael Parsons on that team. They had a bunch of guys that got double-digit sacks. Four guys, double-digit. That's incredible and great. Michael Parsons was fool's gold. He play, He can't stop the run. And they run at him. I don't think... I don't think that guy's better than Pat Swilling. Pat Swilling, for, for the Saints and for the Lions, was a freak show. <laughs> he was incredible. I could name you 10 edge rushers in history. Before I even get 10, I can name 20. Diggs is not better than Slay. Diggs gambles too much. How many times do you see, dude, between Diggs and Jalen Ramsey, those guys gamble more than anyone I've seen, and they gamble too much. Hassan's not better than Parsons. Hassan's doesn't have the skill set that Micah Parsons has. That's not fair. Parsons is a better tackler, and he's a better cover guy. Hassan is below average at those two skill sets. Rushing the passer, Hassan Reddick is elite. Tackling and covering backs and tight ends, he's below average. That's the fair assessment. On, that's why he's on three teams in three years. He's not the greatest tackler. You can run at him because he's a little dude. But when it comes to pass rushing, he's elite. I mean, he's a little guy out there. 6'1", 240, 235. Dude, he's a little guy. That's why he's not the best tackler. But he wasn't paid to do those other ass. He wasn't asked to do those things. He was asked to come in and be a pass rusher. And that's pretty much what he's done, and he succeeded. And again, as long as you have the understanding, and I think that's one thing the Philadelphia Eagles came to grips with. He's not a tackler. He's not very good, Hassan Reddick, at covering backs and tight ends. Let's just wind him up and let him go. And that's what they did. And his game picked up. And when they started stopping to run a little bit more, it became apparent he was going to benefit. He benefited the most from Joseph and Sue coming aboard. He totally benefited the most, okay? 
Hassan is a pure pass rusher, and I'm okay with that. He's a specialist. And, uh, that's right. And, 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 and Tone's right. He was brought in to do that exact thing, not cover tight ends, not cover backs. But it, it, it's frustrating sometimes when you see Jonathan Gannon put him in that position because you're limiting him on what he does and what his skill is. Why would you have a lesser football player on the field covering tight ends and backs? Why would you have – and you already have a lesser player in T.J. Edwards that can't cover him. So T.J. can't cover. Hassan can't cover. And Kaiser White struggles with it. That's the problem with the interior of the Eagle defense. They're not very good cover guys. And that – thank God you have – your corners the way you do, and you have the slot corner and CJ. CJ coming back's a big deal. It's a big deal. Actually, it should solidify it more in the postseason having him in the slot corner, CJ. Gardner Johnson's a heck of a player. He's a heck of a ball player. Matt says 100% agree with assessment on McNabb, but with Hertz, the only thing you haven't mentioned is the trajectory. Hertz is on an amount and he okay, Matt, it's true. It's it's true. Matt, I don't think Jalen Hurts ever reaches his potential. He'll never reach his potential. Do you want to know why? Why do you think Jalen Hurts will never reach his potential? Richard, thank you. And but, but by the way. He has improved. It's been great to see. That's why it kills me when Gannon overthinks stuff. The guys we brought in for a reason. Absolutely. Drew says coaching. Dual threat. That's more it there, but coaching. Look, I think the coaching actually lets him do and play the schoolyard ball. But to me, Hertz will never live up. I don't think Lamar Jackson's ever going to live up to it. Andrew Luck never did. Josh Allen is next. I've said that to you. One day, you're, the only reason that Josh Allen survives is because he's 6'6". He's 255 pounds. He's 6'6", 255. If he wasn't that size, he'd have been hurt already five times. He'll, he'll never... Michael Vick... Numerous things happened to Vick, though. But, but, but Vick never lived up to his potential. RG3, Kyler Murray probably won't. Lamar Jackson will not. Jalen Hurts isn't. You're going to miss games. It's not sustainable. You don't win games from the pocket. And if you get hurt, and God forbid you hurt your knee, that's part of your game. If Brady hurts his knee like he did years ago, that's not going to affect Brady's game at all. He doesn't rely on anything like that. He relies on throwing the ball. Now, if Brady's arm got hurt, that's why Drew Brees, that was a big, that was a big, you're, you're, hey, Drew, you're right. Stop comparing Lamar to Jalen. You're right, because Jalen's nowhere near Lamar Jackson. That's right. You're right. I'll stop doing that, because he's nowhere near that. Absolutely. Jalen's not a different breed. No, he's not. Stop telling yourself that. Different breed. <laughs> What, do you think there's other guys in this league that don't work hard too? Don't have a story? How about Tom Brady's story? 
Shit, they tried giving his job away at Michigan to Drew Henson every year. And then, then you had all those guys up there in Michigan pretending like, oh, Brady was. No, he never was. They hated Brady. Michigan hated Brady. Hated Brady. They were trying to give that job to Brian Greasy and everyone else. Hated him. Hurts is getting better every year. He is, but that'll slow because, again, it's slowed this year. Jalen's Jalen's growth was stunted this year at the end of the year because of injury. He was trending in a really good place until Chicago. Then it went the other way. Looked terrible in the New York game against Scrubs. We'll see what he does. He's going to have to start to play hurt every year of his career in December. Every year when December comes by, if they continue to give him the ball the way they did, by the way, they increased his rushes. They didn't diminish him. They increased him. He was on projection to have 200 carries, almost as many carries as Miles Sanders. It's not sustainable. Watch this. All the things you said, he's coachable. He's a great kid. That has nothing to do with the style of play. Jalen gets an injury, it's over. It's over. One of these dual threat guys that had knee injuries, what did they do when they came back? Nothing. Nothing. Because they weren't pure pocket passers. Allen is a pocket passer. 35 touchdowns. 4,000 plus yards. He's a pocket passer. By the way, it's no disrespect. This is, and but this is what the Eagles have, and they're going to build this team around him in the short term. This is a short term deal here. This is not long term. This is a five year thing, tops. Then it'll be worn out. Like all the dual threat guys get worn out. Every dual threat guy that's ever played in this league gets worn out. Seals, you play the hand we're dealt. Absolutely, Chris. That's why they're doing. But see, the dynamic changes, though, Chris, when you got to pay a guy this. Like, look, look, look at Arizona, for instance. Let's take a look at Arizona. They got a quarterback that's 46.1, $250 million, right? Okay. So the next coach that walks in there has to put a play yard, play calling system in for Kyler Murray because he can't be put in a phone booth either. So you're going to be more at the, you're going to be more in line with what Kyler has to want and what he can or can't do with the style of play he has. He's a five-year deal too. He won't be around. Well, shit, he's already out till next October. He's already out. Hate to say it, man. This is a five-year thing, so write it. This will not be like, like, like I, like I said in the first hour to you guys, this is not some sort of Super Bowl window where you have five years here. This is not a five-year team. This is this year, and we'll see what happens next year kind of team. 
You got 16 free agents. You got a quarterback that you've got to start putting on a pitch count. He's been hurt two years in a row. He's missed ball games. That's not going to improve. It's not. It's not going to improve. If Josh Allen, absolutely, Maniac, if Josh Allen keeps running like he does, he's a five-year guy. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. That's why they got to get him a running back. The kid Singletary's not bad, but they got to be better than that. And they got to start limiting his rushes. They got to start limiting his rushes. If they want to keep Josh Allen upright, Got to do the same thing in Buffalo that they need to do in Philly. No question about it. Mahomes runs to get away from the pressure, not to gain yards. He's he's not a he's not that dude. They don't even let that guy do quarterback sneaks anymore. Ever since he hurt himself against Tennessee. Okay, this guy they're not designing run plays for Patrick Mahomes. At $45 million. That's not what they're doing in Kansas City. And by the way, I keep hearing people bring up Eric Bieniemy's name for a job in the NFL. Eric Bieniemy will never be a head coach in National Football League, ever. He'll never be a head coach. He'll never be an NFL head football coach. Unfortunately, his own behavior is the reason for this. Just to be clear, I'm not the brand is saying all these ridiculous things about her. What ridiculous thing? That's my. Neither will Brian Flores. That's a crime. Brian Flores should get another opportunity, as should Jim Caldwell. Those two coaches are quality coaches. Okay? Jim Caldwell and Brian Flores should get opportunities again. If I was ahead, if, if I was head of a football team, Brian Flores would be one of my first. He turned the Dolphins shitbox around so that people could prosper in what they're doing now. It was Brian Flores that turned that whole thing around down there. They were a well-coached football team. Well coached. Brian Flores is a quality man. Um, Drew, Frank's interviewing on Thursday for the Carolina Panther job. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, maybe. Dan, you sound like you're not familiar with Josh Allen. Josh Allen is a spectacular talent. When you watch Josh Allen play... You go, holy shit. When I watch Jalen Hurts play, I go, wow, that's really good. Was he? Brandon says he was below 500, was he? Probably because of the first year. That's right. Brian Flores' coaching record. Brian Flores' coaching record. 
Um, yeah, because they won five games in the first year because the place was a shit box, as I said. And he won 19 games in the last two years. So you're right. Guess so. Bills are not getting to the Super Bowl with Allen's gamble. Are you kidding me? Josh Allen's a spectacular talent. Spectacular. Let's go into... Oh, by the way, the defense. I didn't finish. Sertan and Slay, Fitzpatrick of Pittsburgh to free safety, and Derwin James is your strong safety. I want to close that up. I put a list together of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League, kind of where we're going. Um, I put the top 10 guys. The top 10 NFL football quarterbacks that I think are the elite guys in the game. One of them here, I got a question mark. I'm not very sure if he belongs, but let me give you the list. At 10, I got Jalen Hurts here. Not my cup of tea. I don't build my team around dual threat guys. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what he does in the postseason and what legacy he starts to build. Um, it begins now, or it kind of began last year, but we'll see what legacy he builds. Your legacies are built in the postseason. Okay? And so far he has no... No true anything in the postseason yet. So, and and by the way, so do other guys on this list. I got Hertz ten. I'm suspect on this thing here with Dak. I think this is Dak has to get to the NFC title game for that contract to be a success. If he doesn't, he is no longer a top ten guy. I mean, I could see, and I would feel comfortable with people going like this, Sills. He's between 10 and 15, don't you think? I, I, I'm there. I'm there. I am so close to being there with that. Okay? I am so close to being there. Number eight. Deshaun Watson is going to be win a boatload of football games in Cleveland. Once he gets a full year of being back in a system again, there's a reason he got $230 million guaranteed contract. There's a reason for that. He is one of the best talents in the sport. I have complete confidence in him. He's one of the most gifted athletes and he's 24. Deshaun Watson is a spectacular talent. Again, not my cup of tea. Lamar Jackson, another dual threat guy. The reason I put him here, MVP, unanimous, 
Won 14 games in his second year. Actually, first year starting. Um, We'll see what happens when he goes to Miami. What happens here? Okay? We'll see what happens. But um, Lamar has shown that he can throw the ball at least. Led the NFL in touchdown passes. I got still right now the best quarterbacks. This is the best quarterbacks in the game. I got Brady at six. Broke his record for most attempts, most completions. 68 completion percentage and threw for 4,600 yards at 45 years of age. Brady is still in the room. Here are your five quarterbacks. I got Trevor Lawrence, number five. Proven to me he's a franchise. He is a great-looking talent, and I think that he has played the best quarterback of anybody in the league for the last three months. He has been spectacular. His numbers dictate it, and they've won the division title. He's really turned it around. Doug Peterson should get massive kudos for what he's doing here. Justin Herbert, another spectacular arm talent. These top five guys have brilliant, brilliant pass pass skills. They're just spectacular. Justin Herbert, fastest, second fastest to 14,000 yards next to Patrick Mahomes. I got Josh Allen, number three. Amazing talent. Guy can run, and he has a laser for an arm. This guy, I think, could stand on the goal line and throw it to the other goal line. I mean, he, he pinpoint accuracy, his deep passes. Some would go like this. Well, he had high turnovers. Well, yeah, if they were allowed to finish that game and the Bills win that game against the Bengals, they would have been the top seed. It did matter. Imagine when they rain that stuff back in and he plays perfect ball. Josh Allen hasn't played the best. Josh Allen hasn't hit a ceiling yet. And he is who he is already. How can it be empty calories when he's 13 and three? He's got just as many losses as you. How can it be empty calories? We're not talking about a nine and eight record here. He's 13 and three. He's 13 and three. Joe Burrow. I, I, I mean, the only reason I may put Joe Burrow too is because he's been injured more than Mahomes. Joe Burrow's Joe Burrow is on. You know what? I think it's between. Wouldn't you agree? It's between Lawrence and Burrow, who's been playing the best ball the last three months. Those two guys have been playing. The, the Bengals are on a roll since the 0-2 start. Okay. And then Mahomes. So here's your 10, I think, the 10 best quarterbacks. Hurts at 10. Nine is Dak. And I'm debating on that. Deshaun at eight. Lamar Jackson at seven. Brady at six. Trevor Lawrence at five. Justin Herbert, four. Josh Allen, three. Joe Burrow, two. And Patrick Mahomes, one. I would say this to you. One of these quarterbacks this year is going to have a different narrative after the regular season and the postseason combined. 
okay? We're going to have a different narrative and how we look at Mahomes. Mahomes wins another Super Bowl. You're talking about a guy who's taking the baton from Brady. If Joe Burrow gets back to his second Super Bowl in a row, he's building a postseason legacy. If Josh Allen wins the Super Bowl, he changes the most important narrative that I talk about all the time. You ready? Dual threat winning a Super Bowl. And validating the $42 million a year contract. Trevor Lawrence. The prophecy would have been fulfilled. If, if Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson get to an AFC championship game, man, they're going to own that division for the next 10 years. Doug and him are going to look like Brady and Belichick. If they... They get to an AFC title game. I'm going to make this point to you. Doug's going to win more conference and more division titles than Sirianni will. He already has. He's won as many as Nick already. Nick's got better talent. You know, some would go, that division sucks. Well, you got better talent than what Doug has. That's You want to go back and forth on that? Okay. And the greatness of Dimes Jones and Tyler Heineke and Dak in your division. I don't know. No, I don't know. Brady's legacy is already set. Lamar Jackson, we'll see what happens here, man. Dak's got to win and Jalen's got to begin. All right. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. Hour number three. Keep it here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Hi, I'm Jim Muehlbronner, Managing Partner at DelVal Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number. Go Birds!
number one Jeff D'Ambrosio destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero Down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. catch up with my boy Jason Cole he is submitting the Hall of Fame names today and I want to know who he put on his ballot today and I want to ask him again about Eric Allen if he was at all considered for Hall of Fame he'll be with us we'll also talk to him about the weekend games I'll get his opinion um Jim Harbaugh potentially taking the job at the Denver Broncos also, he's writing a story there. So we got a couple minutes with him. That'll be at the bottom of the hour. I want to talk with him. I don't know why Eric, Eric Allen's not even being put into consideration for the Hall of Fame. I have no idea why. I mean, you know, from what I'm understanding, the safety position is a very difficult place to start. That's why you don't see a lot of safeties. You see more corners. And I'm sitting there going like this, Eric Allen's a hell of a football player. How is he not in that conversation for him to be, um, you know, I mean, it just, it just doesn't make sense on how he's not on that ballot. He was a dominant football player. And I, I believe he should be in the hall of fame. Ed says, Sills, I want to see your, uh, your position by position, NFL, current player, all-star team, best player at every position. 
Um, well, that Pro Bowl list. If I had to pick a quarterback, here's the all pro. They picked Mahomes. If I had to pick a quarterback in the NFL today, it'd probably be Patrick. If I had to pick a running back, they got Josh Jacobs. How many people here think Josh Jacobs is better than Derrick Henry? Man, I don't. I don't think Josh Jacobs, and it wasn't like Derrick Henry had a shitty year. He had a 1,500-yard year. So that was a stat. That was a stat selection. You understand what I'm saying here? Some of these are stat selections. The reason Josh Jacobs got the nod at running back is because he led the NFL in rushing. Well, that could be all dictated by schedule, too. Maybe the Raiders didn't play that really good. Or how about this? They were empty calorie stats later in the game. Because remember something with Derrick Henry. He played the entire season without a quarterback. He didn't have a quarterback to take some of that heat off him. And Derrick Henry had a bad year. What was it, 14-30? Come on, man. Derrick Henry's a better back than Josh Jacobs. I don't think it's close. Devontae Adams. And Justin Jefferson, I would have had Jefferson as my my wide receiver, but I would also have Tyree Kill. And I might have put A.J. in there. I might have put A.J. Brown in, in, in that over um, Devontae Adams. Was he special in Las Vegas? I didn't see that. Travis Kelsey, a tight end? Yeah. Trent Williams, a left tackle? There's... The two tackle positions in the NFL and the all-team here um, between Trent Williams and Lane, there's no debating that. There's no debate with those. And I would say the center and the right guard with Zach Martin. I think they got, I think they pretty much got, except for Tyree Kill and Devontae Adams, and maybe I'd have put Derrick Henry in there as the all-pro running back. On defense, Boza and Miles Garrett. Is there a better edge rusher than Miles Garrett in today's NFL that does it all? Covers tight ends, rushes the passer, good tackler. Nick Boza and then who? Max Crosby? Maybe? Maybe Max Crosby? So, Sills, I, I mean, you're asking me. I would put Boza and probably Max Crosby there. Reddick is not in those guys' league. He's not. He's, he's, he's not a pure defensive end. He's a specialist. Okay? Oh, the dude in New England, right. Uh, what's his name? Matthew Juden, that kid? He was really good this year. Yeah, Yale, that's it. Aiden Hutchinson could get some consideration, but... Probably not over Crosby. Probably not over Crosby. Max Crosby, good. The guy in New England had a great year. Juden, great season. Okay, so I don't think my I think Miles is really good, but I may have went somewhere there. Aaron Donald, no way. Chris Jones, yes. Defensive tackle from Kansas City. If I had to put another interior defensive tackle in there, who would it be? Cowboys don't have one. 
Bucks don't have one. You put Hardgrave there. I would be. I wouldn't have a problem with Hardgrave as a defensive tackle. He had eleven sacks. I mean, he had eleven sacks, sixty tackles. And Vita Vey has missed a lot of time this year. Okay, he's missed a lot of time. Um, Dexter Lawrence, nose tackle, Giants. He had a great year. Fred Warner and Roquan Smith as your interior linebackers. I'm good with that. I don't think there's a better group of uh, linebackers that are better inside than those two guys. Both guys can play pass. Both guys are hitters. Both guys are great football players. I I don't have a problem with that. I don't think Darius Slay should have been the corner. But then again, I'm trying to think of somebody else. Sertan had a great year. Uh, I wouldn't put Diggs in there, too. Quentin Williams was spectacular. The guy from the Jets, is that right? Is that him? The guy from the Jets, that Quentin Williams, or it's Jets or Giants, that kid can play. He's a great player. That kid is a good player, man. You could have put him in there too. Donald or or Williams. Sauce Gardner should have been the other corner. It should have been Sauce Gardner. And because he's a rookie, probably why they didn't give it to him. But Sauce Gardner and Patrick Sertain are the two best cover corners in the NFL this year. Slay's walked back a lot. He's not really played well probably since Minnesota. D'Amica um, Fitzpatrick from Pittsburgh's a good free safety. Derwin James is the best safety in the game. Best hitter. He's a linebacker back there. And he's got a lot of nastiness to him. If I had to pick, if I had to pick an MVP of this group in the offense, the best player, between Mahomes and Trent Williams. No, Mahomes and Justin Jefferson. I'd say Mahomes and Justin Jefferson, you could argue, are the two best players on this all-pro team. Lane and Trent are clearly the two best linemen. Kelsey's had a very underrated year this year. Very underrated. I know it's all pro, but he's not getting – dude, he still gets up to the third level. It's a freaking freak show watching him play. It's a privilege to watch – it's a privilege to watch Jason Kelsey play football. It's an absolute privilege. He he is technically sound, tough, plays through pain, galvanizes a group. It's part of a really great O-line, man. And it's been part of a great O-line forever. He he he's a privilege to watch play. Okay? I mean it. I I I think he's spectacular. If I had to pick a defensive MVP this year, Boza and boy, the kid Warner, man, had a great year for San Francisco. 
he he had a great year. I love Derwin James. Derwin James is my favorite player on this list. But I'd, I'd, I'd still go Boza. I'd, I'd still go with, with, with Boza. Really a great year. J.C. Kelsey's my favorite Eagle player for sure. Brandon, you know, I, I, I mean, you go back and you try to think of some of the great centers that have played in the last 30 years. You know, um, James Donaldson, Jay Donaldson was a really great player. Or Ray Donaldson, excuse me. Um, um, Bruce Matthews was really a great center. I'm trying to think of some more. The guy in Tennessee was a really good center who just made the Hall of Fame. Um, I think Kelsey's the best center that we've seen in the NFL in the last 30 years. I'm going to ask I'm 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 going to ask Jason Cole that. Jason is a voter on the Hall of Fame. They had to put their Hall of Fame votes in today. So we're catching up with them. I think that Jason Kelsey's the best center in the last 30 years. Um I'm trying to think of somebody Stepnowski was good but not like this. Um I don't think he's quite Dwight Stevenson. He's kind of more in line with Mike Webster. He's kind of like Mike Webster, like that kind of guy. But I don't know if he's a muscle guy or a strong man. I don't know if Mike Webster was more of a strong man. Kelsey's as good as it gets. Okay, I mean, he's as good as it gets. I'm trying to think of the guy's name that was in – Mango was pretty good, too. Kid from Ohio State. I'm trying to think of the kid from, um, what was that guy's name? He was head of the union for a while with the Titans. He just made it to the Hall of Fame. Kelsey's in that kind of conversation. I'm trying to think. um, Jeff Saturday was a good player. He's not a Hall of Fame guy. Not like this dude. He's better than, um, he's, he's better than Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday's not a Hall of Fame football player. Um. Kelsey's Kelsey may be, I would say your greatest uh, Kevin Mawai. That's right. Very good. One zero zero three. Kevin Mawai. That's who it was. Kevin Mawai just made the Hall of Fame. A lot of centers have been up for the Hall of Fame, but not many get in. Kelsey's getting in. The kid Alex Mack's a good player. He is. He's a good ball player. Okay. Um, Jesse, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see if, if, um, Jason Kelsey wants to come back one more year, he's making $9 million. It could be a financial decision too. What, what, what will the Eagles want? Do the Eagles want to pay him $10 million next year? Would you pay? That's a great conversation. Never thought about that. Should the Eagles pay Jason Kelsey $10 million next year? Sign him to another one-year contract extension. Would you? The other kid, he can't play guard. He's too small. He's too small. He cannot play guard. He's too small. So you're going to put your second rounder on the bench for another year. 
I mean, if, if I'm behind Jason Kelsey, I'm all right with this. He's on a rookie contract. Doesn't really matter when he plays. Just as long as he plays on that rookie contract. So you get a ability to be able to evaluate him. Because that transition never really took place this year. I don't think Kelsey missed any games. Uh, Kevin Moy better than Kelsey? No. No, he's not. And, and I think Kevin Moy is a good ball player. Kevin Moy is a great ball player. But I, 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 th- I think that Kelsey's better. I think he's a better ball player. Those two guys are really good. Kevin Moy was a hell of a ball player. Hell of a ball player. No disrespect to him. No disrespect. But Kelsey's better. He, like I said, he's the best center in the last 30 years in the NFL. I'm very comfortable saying that. Those, those guys don't go to the Hall of Fame. Um, Lane Johnson, Hall of Famer? Yeah. I'll tell you what Lane has done. That's pretty interesting. I like having these kind of conversations because I'm, I, I like the history of the game. I'll tell you one thing Lane has done. Remember something. The right tackle is always OT2. Just like you have a cornerback. Who's cornerback one on the Eagles? It's Slay. Then it's Bradbury. He's corner two. He covers the second best guy. Well, the best offensive tackles, they cover the best defensive ends. Now, what's changed in today's NFL You've got these coordinators now that move guys all around the up and down the line of scrimmage, kind of what you used to see with Gang uh, Green with Reggie. Reggie wasn't just a left tackle or a left end or a right tackle. They moved him all over the joint. That was the brilliance of what Buddy was doing with that 46 defense look that you had in Philly. The Philly Gang Green was more like a futuristic Tampa 2 um, 46 defense. Buddy recreated everything on that. See, the cool thing about Buddy, and this is why you guys have been so spoiled with really great coordinators like Jim Johnson and Buddy Ryan and Jeff Fisher and some of the other guys that have been in the bill. Jeff Fisher's a great coordinator. He's a sorry-ass head coach, but he was a pretty good coordinator. And what you have with those kind of guys, they create defenses. Buddy made that defense in Chicago. That wasn't a standard 43. And when he got to Philly, he came down and told us hurricane guys. I've posted that picture when he came down. We're sitting there having lunch. He goes, yeah, I'm designing a new defense. He was designing Gang Green in 86. He saw what he had in Seth. Seth wasn't the biggest linebacker. He was a smaller. He was like an earlier version of Derek, Derek Brooks. And you knew what he had, though, in all these guys, Clyde Simmons, Gerald Brown when he drafted him, all them guys. He knew what he had. Keith Wilkes. Jeff Fisher's a hell of a coordinator, just not a very good head coach. I'm sad to even talk about the Eagles era. That was just a tremendous waste of talent because the owner didn't want to spend money on the offensive side, which was crazy tragic. 
I don't think Jurgens is too small to play guard. He's 6'3". I don't think he's 6'3". 302? Dude, that's small on that line. 6'3", 304? Shit, dude. Defensive tackles are that size. Guards today in the NFL are 6'6", 6'5", 335. It can move. I mean, look at look at the Eagle line now. Is there a guy outside of Kelsey that's under 6'3"? The rest of them all 6'5", 6'6", 6'7". The guy Milata is a monster. The guy next to him is not anything to shake a stick at. Landon Dickerson's a huge man. Isaac Sayamalo's a huge man. Dude, Lane's huge. <laughs> These guys are monsters. Let me say this to you. When you get off the team bus and the Eagles get off the team bus and those dudes you have on defense with Joseph and Sue and Jordan Davis and them guys, I don't know how you don't use one of those cargo planes to move your team. That meal train table must be incredible to see because there's some big dogs on that team. Andre Dillard's no small guy. Dude. Malad is 6'8", 380 pounds, and he looks like he's like a basketball player. Just tremendous. Um, if Stoutland drafted you, you have to be able to play more than one position. That's why Andre Dillard's in the doghouse. We'll see. Well, well, well I would say this, Tone. If that was the case, why wouldn't you put your second-round pick in this year to give somebody a spell? Why didn't you put him in? If he's that talented and he's that versatile, I mean, you struggle with Jack Driscoll. Why don't you put him out there? Just saying. Just saying here. This is going to be an amazing Amazing playoffs. And we got a couple minutes here with our friend Jason Cole. And Jason, this I, Jason, is it today that you're submitting Hall of Fame votes? Is that it? No, no, no. It's uh we're not supposed to say what day okay. we're doing votes, but it's not today, I can tell you. Okay. Um explain to me how that process is going right now as you put that list together with the final 15 and how you guys go about putting that list together. Is it just you guys talking outside before you get to the room in Canton or to before you get to the Super Bowl? How does this work, this process on voting for the Hall of Fame? Well, we, we've narrowed it down to the 15 finalists, right, which you saw the list of names. I did. Um, and that, that takes a couple of months to go through it. You start off with an initial list, you narrow it down, then you narrow it down to 25, then you narrow it down from 25 to 15. And now it's preparation for voting. And the voting um, the last couple of years, starting in the COVID year, um, was done via Zoom call. It's now done before Super Bowl weekend. Um, and it's done on a Zoom call now because of the way that um, the presentations are done. You know, that, that knock on the door is now done at guys' homes. And it's a better way of keeping the final you know, five guys 
or you know up to five guys who make it keeping that under wraps um so the hall of fame is gone with this process and it helps them prepare for the television show which they now do i think it's thursday night wednesday yep. or thursday night um you know that's done in advance now so they have they can't wait until the saturday of uh, the traditional saturday old way of doing it was we would get up really early in the morning gather together in the super bowl city they would figure it out by that night do the the knocks on the doors and then the thing would be announced on saturday night well they've gotten away from that because they're trying to make they're trying to make more money on that television show on saturday night so this is the way it's done um so in the next however many days weeks we're going to get together on this zoom call again i can't say when that is the the hall of fame doesn't want that to get out suffice to say it's in advance of the super bowl so you can you can do your own figuring on that one and i'm sure it'll get out somewhere but yeah, you start doing your research. And for me, I, I go, I've got the 370 people so far who, like yourself, you know, either played or coached and played or were executives, you know, had a long time either in the game itself or around it for perspective. So I try and go to as many people for perspective, which helps me kind of weigh out my own thoughts on who should make it in and, and why. And, you know, I, I don't do this strictly just as a popular vote kind of thing, but it's for me to understand, am I doing this right? And also do some research on individual players, you know, like trying to sort out Dwight Freeney from Jared Allen from DeMarcus Ware um, and try and kind of rank them within a group of pass rushers is hard. And I, you know, I've heard some comments from people who are like, and this, ba- this is backed up by the survey that Freeney is the best of those three. Um, so a combination of, of that research along with, with polling, because the, all, the thing you do is it's impossible to have 370 conversations about this in the limited amount of time that we have to get ready. So I do it as a survey and then have selected conversations because I don't want the selected conversations to outweigh the general feeling among the group. Because you know, I may go to guys who are particularly biased for or against certain guys and that's not fair to those certain guys. I try to make it as wide as I can. And other people do it other ways. Um, I think that the group of voters does the best job they can of researching it as hard as they possibly can. And, and just so you know, Jason, it's an honor that you, you uh, survey me. And, you know, Jared, he also does too. So does mm-hmm. Howard. You know, mm-hmm. they ask me. And I keep all of our conversations, obviously, private because – you guys are caretakers of our sport. And so I, I, I take that as serious as you could possibly say too, because, you know, to say somebody, once you've made it to this list uh-huh. and then you're narrowing it down and you're funneling it down, nobody's putting any disrespect on the other guys. This is the hall of fame. This is the 300 plus guys. So, I mean, it's the 1% of the one percenters that has to be, I think an important selection, but here, is there any way, that you have right in at this time for a guy like Eric. I mean, tell me what the, tell me what the problem with Eric Allen is and why he gets no consideration for the hall of fame. Why is he not with all the pro bowls he's made? It gets consideration. He's just not, I don't think he's considered on a par with some of the other guys who have either already made it in um, or who are, have the kind of same honors or, or more that he had, you know, Albert Lewis made it in this year 
which I'm a little surprised by. But Albert Lewis had a really great career. He did. And so, you know, like to say that Eric Allen should have been in the finals ahead of Albert Lewis. Yeah, I totally get that argument. Um, it's decided among 48 people or 49 now who sit there and vote and take all this into consideration. And sometimes you get to a guy to, at, at the end of his career, like Albert Lewis or the end of his eligibility that people want to take one last look at and get in the room. Um, but I mean, this is like, this ain't easy. Jason, is it because a guy sometimes too has waited such a long period of time that you guys put that in some type of order where you go like this, if it's between Albert Lewis and Eric Allen, Lewis has waited longer. And so you probably some look people, at it. Some Does that add into it? For some people, I'm sure. For me, I try to just do it. Who's the best player? Now, that is subjective. I, I admit, you know, like what makes a guy the best player? Um, you know, I saw these guys play. And if you told me, Compare Albert Lewis to, to Eric Allen. Now, I only saw Albert Lewis at the end of his career, so he wasn't quite at the same player. I would say Eric Allen was a better player, but I'm not the only person who gets to decide, and, it, and it's a group. So some people may go on it that way. I mean, we had Clay Matthews in his last year get into the room. We had last year Sam Mills in his last year. And we're human, okay? Sentimentality can get in, involved in these kinds of things, depending on who are the other people in the class, right? How's vote? And how do people present? Some people are better presenters than others. Um, it's it's a human process, and I know that that inevitably leads to people second guessing it and saying, "Oh, you gotta get those sports writers out of there." And yeah, you know, okay, I get it. What's your better system? No, no, no. I, I think I, you guys have an me, incredible. Me, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you one thing though. If I heard somebody say, "Oh, they should only let guys who are Hall of Famers vote on who gets in," let me just tell you: if you left it only to the Hall of Famers, nobody gets in. They, <laughs> those guys are the most, the biggest curmudgeons of all time, and they don't think anybody new measures up to them, so they don't vote. They hardly vote for anybody to get in. So it would be even harder to get guys in if you only had the hall of famers get in which i'll say this that's not necessarily wrong either having a smaller group of people get in and making that the cream of the crop is not necessarily a bad argument it's just we're not there we're this is not the way that the hall of fame has constructed it you think it's a slam dunk couple last questions i know you got to run jace mm -hmm. um slam dunk mahomes hall of fame i mean slam dunk mahomes mvp yeah, I would vote for him. I mean, I, I don't think there's anybody really close to him. I, Josh Allen had a nice year, but he's not there. They they stumbled a little bit. Burrow, they stumbled early. He wasn't he wasn't great early. Kansas City was the best team. Jalen Hurts gets a lot of consideration, but I think that team has the best balance. Like they don't have, we talked about it before. This is a team with the fewest holes on a week to week basis, and that's because the roster is really good. So I don't think that Jalen stands out by himself as the MVP. Whereas look, Patrick Mahomes, you took away yeah. you took away an all pro receiver from him. And he still dominated. Right? Like they took away Tyreek Hill and he's still and Patrick Mahomes is like, I still own the rest of you. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> how I look at you. Look at who two last questions. Who has the quarterback advantage in this weekend's wild card game between the Jags and the Chargers. 
I think Herbert a little bit on experience. Um, he doesn't seem to have as many kind of weird throws. You still get Trevor Lawrence played great, you know, and and this is close. But there are still moments where Trevor Lawrence throws a ball and you go, man, what happened there? Like he he missed the touchdown in the game last week last week, yeah. right? You know, and, and overthrew that. Then he had another pass later on in the game where he overthrew that one, and you're like, dude. Like, you can't miss those. And that's not to say that Herbert's perfect, but he's had less of those that jump off the page. So I would give the slight advantage to Herbert, but, you know, Trevor Lawrence also has home field. Final question. These two last coaches um, have done remarkable jobs that were the two last coaches, um, one's the current with the Philadelphia Eagles. Who do you think has done a better job of coaching this year, Doug Peterson or Nick Sirianni? I say Kyle Shanahan. Because of the three quarterbacks? He's not just three quarterbacks. It's a rookie now who was the last pick in the draft. <laughs> okay, the last pick in the draft. Now, consistently, from beginning of season to the end, Nick Sirianni has had the best year of those guys. The one who has kept his team together the best, um, you know, in, in tough situations, uh, has been Doug Peterson. Um, the guy who has fixed biggest problems has been Kyle Shanahan. Again, you're on your third quarterback. You brought in a new player in the mi- in the middle of the season, right? And made it work with that new player, right? Even though you, yeah, you have a great relationship with him. And by the way, down the stretch of the season, as you've been winning all these games, you didn't have your big stud high priced receiver either. So Kyle Shanahan belongs in that conversation in a serious way for coach of the year. Jason, I appreciate it. I know you got to run. Thank you so much, my friend. Anyways, be good. Thanks, man. You got it. That is Jason Cole, our Hall of Fame insider there. Uh, He told you kind of the process behind the scenes, and I am very privileged to be on many panels that select the Hall of Fame. I get asked my opinion from Jason and probably 50 other voters. What they'll do is they'll send me a text message of the 15 guys and they'll go, Sills, give me your top five. And so I take it into serious consideration. Like, here, I'll give you guys a little insight. Um, I do not think Zach Thomas is a Hall of Famer. I think Joe Thomas is a Hall of Famer. Um, I did not vote for Albert Lewis. He's not better than Eric Allen. I, I know Albert Lewis had a hell of a career. But if Albert Lewis gets in the Hall of Fame, I would in Philly bitch from the highest building. If he gets in, he's not better than Eric Allen. He is not a better player than Eric Allen, Albert Lewis. And Albert Lewis was a hell of a football player. I do not, Yale, I think Zach is a hell of a player. I just don't think he's a Hall of Fame guy. Like I said, I think Joe Thomas, and I did, as Jason alluded to, I picked Dwight Freeney over Jared Allen. I think Jared Allen's a hell of a player. I don't think he's better than Freeney. I think Freeney was more of an impactful. Now, is that a little more biased, too, because he's from Connecticut? Probably also. I won't lie. I won't lie. I picked Andre Johnson to be on the, like the final selection, but get this. 
I didn't pick Andre this time. I picked Reggie because he played with Peyton. I don't think Marvin Harrison's better than Reggie Wayne. I think they're the same guys. I think if Marvin, Marvin Harrison can get in, I think Reggie Wayne should be in. The most difficult one for me was Devin Hester. Um, I, I said yes to Devin Hester, and here's why. Tell me if you guys agree with this. Devin Hester was so impactful in the NFL, they changed the kickoff rules. They changed the kickoff rules. That kid in Buffalo, that kid Hines, and what he's doing reminds me of Devin Hester. Okay? He reminds me of Devin Hester. Two, two touchdown kickoff returns. Um, dude, last time I saw that was Re- was um, Devin Hester. But they changed the rules of the kickoff because of Devin. When you have somebody that is so impactful, that changes the rules like a Shaquille O'Neal or a Wilt Chamberlain or somebody like that. To me, that means he had a massive impact on the game. And that's why I, I, I said, Devin Hester, I think he should be in the hall of fame and some would fire back and go, what about the guy Mitchell? Does he belong in the hall? If you look at all of his dual numbers, punt return, kickoff return, all of that. Absolutely. It, it's hard. I mean, I, I I have 50 people that ask me and like, like, look at this. I never said Sam Mills, Sam Mills and the DB that went in for the Packers. No way. Leroy Butler is a hall of fame player. No way. No way. Those two and all the, the, the voters, you know, cause they saw and they know when I I'm public about it, you know, like um, uh, Jared Bell asked me, he goes, you don't think Sam Mills is a Hall of Fame player? I go, I do not. I do not think that. I, I, I do not. Okay. I didn't think Fred Dean. I, you know, they, I, I stopped doing it for a year after Fred Dean got in because I went, Fred Dean, who's he? Leslie O'Neill's better than him. How, how, do, how do you put Fred Dean in over Leslie O'Neill? And so I had, a, I had a huge conversation. I won't say with who and what Hall of Fame voter, but, you know, I called Rick Goslin up. I go, Fred Dean got in? Fred Dean was a nobody. He's a good player, man, but how'd Fred Dean get in? Leslie O'Neill is one of the most overlooked pass rushers of all time. He's a great ball player. So I, 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 and by the way, once they get it down to the final vote, then all 50 of those guys who I'm on a panel with, I think there's, I think there's 280 that vote and I'm on a 50, I'm on a 50 man. I'm one of the 50 panels, one of the guys on the 50 man panel. And that's, I'm not supposed to really say that because my, my input is supposed to be kind of behind the scenes. So I'm not going to tell you like exactly how I do it, but I'm on like a 50 man panel that 50 voters take from that panel and kind of go with the vote on what we say. And I was like Sam Mills, Leroy Butler. And so what I'll do in two weeks, I'll make the play for a ride in for Eric Allen. 
Look at Fly. Who the hell is Fred Dean? He played with the Niners back in the day, and I think he played a couple years with the Chargers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, Dank. Watch Leslie O'Neill. He's one of the great pass rushers of all time. Just a really – but he played in an organization that doesn't do a lot to push their players for the Hall of Fame. That's all. That's also an organiza- organizational thing. Like the Chargers are not very good in the PR department. They're just not. They're just not. Like I'm, I'm going to be very interested to see how Antonio Gates does. I'm a big Antonio Gates guy. Here's a guy that never even played college football. Never played a lick of college football. He was a basketball player at Cleveland State. And um, Marty Schottenheimer found him. He was going to go play in Europe. Get this. He was going to go play in Europe. Antonio Gates. He's playing basketball in San Diego. And I think he was playing. I don't think he was playing with Kawhi Leonard, but he was playing with uh, the San Diego State guys. And Marty Schottenheimer saw him. And he he watched him play. And he goes, what are you doing? He goes, well, I'm going to go try out for a basketball team in Europe. Marty goes, why don't you try out for the Chargers? Rest is history. Rest is history. Love Antonio Gates. Huge Antonio Gates guy. Him and Rivers were a special tandem. Greasy goes, Fred Dean was an excellent player. Had an impact on the 81. He did. Uh, 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 Greasy, I take that back. He, was, he wasn't a scrub. He was a good player, but he wasn't a Hall of Fame guy, I don't think. Why would you pay more money? for Jacobs than you would Sanders because Miles Sanders is a one-year wonder. Miles Sanders is a one-year wonder. Seals, do you know if the players who played against Hall of Fame ballot players have a say? I I think some of the guys, yes. Yes. Yes, they're they're on the panel too. I, I can't say who. The panel's secret. I wouldn't have said anything to you if Jason didn't say it. So Jason, he was the guy that said it. I'm on a panel. I'm not really supposed to talk how it works. That's why the Hall of Fame follows me on Twitter. I got When I say something about, Shills, make sure you don't talk too much shit on a Hall of Fame player because, you know, we're all, you know, I, I get it, I get it, I get it. So I don't. <laughs> Hall of Fame keeps an eye on me. I love that place. My uncle's in it. Rivers, what Philip Rivers is going to be an interesting conversation for me. I think Philip Rivers is better than Eli Manning, but Eli's got the hardware. If I had to pick a quarterback, what do you think? He, I think Rivers could have done more in New York with Jerry Reese and those guys and Tom Coughlin. Remember something? He he was also from a coach's um, uh, tree. His dad was a coach too. He coaches high school football now. West Philly goes, who's your uncle? His Ring of Honor jersey. That hangs in the Giants Hall of Fame. That's who. MVP. Only Alan Page, Andy Robostelli, and Lawrence Taylor have been named MVP of the NFL as defensive players. 
Only guys. You need a better hanger for that, dude. <laughs> I know. Um, I know. I got to take a timeout. Let's do that. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean. I'm Jim Muehlbronner, Managing Partner at DelVal Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number. Go Birds! Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps.
you very much. As I reported earlier in the week, and I even think last week, Sean McVay's done with the Rams. He's done. He's already told his assistant coaches to look for other jobs, and that includes Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator. I actually could see the Rams promoting Raheem Morris to be the head football coach of the Rams. Um, that might keep Donald in the building, but Raheem was the former Buccaneer head coach back in the day. He was clearly not qualified at the time. He had no, I'll, I'll never forget this story. And you know what? And I kind of regret doing this to him. We were at the Super Bowl, and they had just fired, I think they had just fired John Gruden. And I was doing mornings um, in I was doing mornings in Tampa. I had done mornings in Tampa for 15 years. And um, I'll never forget, Raheem wanted to come on the show. And I was like, great, I'd love to have. First question I asked him, I go, so when the Buccaneers and the Glaciers brought you into the room, he goes, I thought I was getting fired. Instead, they promoted him the head coach. And I was like, okay. And then I put up a piece of paper just like this. I go, you know what this is? He goes, what? I go, it's your resume. There's nothing on it. And he was kind of shocked that I did that. But I go, why do you think you're qualified to be the head coach of the Bucks?" And then he turned around and gave me the best question back at me. And we became friends after that. He goes, would you take the job? I go, you're damn right I would. He goes, I'm going to do the best I can. I go, Mahim, I'm 100% behind you. You know why? It was a genuine answer. It was a genuine, honest answer from a coach who's had great success in the NFL as a coordinator. I like Raheem. I hope he gets another opportunity. Yale, I mean, yeah, I wasn't trying to be a jackass, but if I had to go back and do that again, it kind of comes off as an asshole kind of move. And I, I would I, I would probably not go down there, but, you know, it's hard for me to kind of like ask subtle questions. I'm not a subtle dude. And so, you know, I mean, but I, 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 I told him because Raheem was so genuine. Wouldn't you take it? I went, you're damn right I would. Head coach of the Bucks, working for the Glazers? Absolutely. The Glazers are going to do whatever it takes to win. They're going to spend money. Okay? They bought Man U, all that shit. I mean, they're going to spend money. Okay? Dan, would you bring Deuce back if Steichen leaves? I'd want to see what Frank does first before I bring in uh, Deuce Daly as my um, as my coordinator. I'd like to have Frank in there. I'd, I'd be comfortable with Frank as as my coordinator. You know what? You know what I mean. Um, I'm sorry, but what was Hertz thinking? Just slide. I don't know what the context is of that there. Um, Herbert doesn't get injured because Herbert is a, he's another one of those flamethrowers. Tremendous talent. Tremendous talent. Okay. <laughs> the maniac, of course it is. Of, co of, of course it is. Um, do you like... The pound, yes, I yeah, um, the Pouncy brothers. 
um, even though they're Gators. <laughs> um, I'm friends with Mike Pouncey. I will not deny that. I'm friends with Mike Pouncey. Mike Pouncey's okay with me. I know there's some people who have problems with him because he was in that whole group with Aaron Hernandez at Florida, but um, I know Mike. Mike's okay. Um, he, he's, he, he's all right, but I know there's some baggage there with him. The brother's probably going to go to the Hall of Fame. The guy that played in Pittsburgh. Um, you hate the Gators? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, do, do you hate to get, yeah, I'm, you know, what do you want me to say? Why don't you ask a Buckeye if he likes Wolverines? Ask them that. See what they say. You know what's funny? I probably have more Gator friends now than I've ever had. <laughs> one of my best friends, one of my attorneys, um, Brad Culpepper is a Florida Gator. He's a dear friend of mine. And he's my attorney. Keeps an eye out for me in case somebody does stupid things to me. Big Seals has got a great attorney. And Brad Culpepper, 85. I love it, man. Thank you. Brian, appreciate you guys very much. You guys are awesome. Hey, playoff football, man. Look at this. Seahawks, Niners, Chargers, Jags, Dolphins, Bills, Giants, Vikings, Ravens, Bengals. I don't know if Lamar's playing. And then Cowboys and Bucks and Eagles will have no idea until midnight on Monday who they play. All right, guys, have a great one. Tone, thank you very much. Xander, awesome as always. God bless you guys. See you tomorrow, 3 to 6 Eastern, and we'll see you on the flip side. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.